down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Bowling, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! That's it. Guys, what's going on? You have it. It is Saturday late. It's 11 o'clock where I'm at. Midnight where most people are. But goddammit, you have... THT movie review and god damn it tonight it's more than THT movie review it's THT roundtable review we've got Anthony as usual yep. we've also got Bobby we've got Smark and you've got me so god damn it we're gonna have some fun tonight what's up guys what's happening man I'm so happy to be back <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah no clips tonight but uh at least we got everybody here so should Four be more. good should be good. Should be uh, should be fun. Like I said, we've got uh, me and Anthony talked about a few movies we're gonna bring up before the uh, the show started, but uh, we'll get into whatever. It's gonna be. Uh, we got a bunch of people here, so we'll get some different opinions on shit. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. So what's uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, Nothing. Shit, I'm... <laughs> I haven't been doing a whole lot of watching of of, of much lately, but. Uh... You know, I'm always pretty good for, um, you know, tidbits of information and a little bit of trivia here and there. So. Yeah, and trust me, the movie we, the movies we, we, we talked about were not new movies. Uh, 
let's see. Uh, uh, here, I'll give you some of the movies we talked about and see what uh, what we can do from there. I mean, I'm sure you've seen Son-in-Law, Encino Man, Broken Arrow, Boomerang, Grandma's Boy, and Airheads. I've seen most of them. I've seen all of those but Broken Arrow. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Never you never seen Broken Arrow? Never seen it. I'm, I'm going to need a refresher. I, I think you touched on that a little bit, but I'm not even... I don't even remember what that is. We touched on it a little bit during... We've touched on it a few times, but mo- mostly during the Pump Up the Volume uh, episode because the girl, I believe Samantha Mathis, the girl he uh, Christian Slater's in Pump Up the Volume with, he's in this movie with also. So he did two movies with her as her love interest, and this was the second one. But this has Travolta in it. Hey, that's it all. Fucking Travolta. Fucking Travolta's a badass in this movie. He plays a, uh, actually, he plays a badass. A badass old, uh, what is it, like a military, uh, he goes rogue, but he's a military guy trying to steal nuclear weapons. Really good fucking movie, and basically he's trying to kill Christian Slater and that girl the whole time. Uh, But a really good movie. Well-told story. I, I really like that fucking movie. Yeah, and it made a shit ton of money, so yeah. I'm sure it did. It wasn't a it <laughs> B Megs, we'll get into some biodome, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean if we're talking Pauly Shore movies, Biodome is sure yeah. to come up. Don't worry about the whizzle. And, and 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 I'll be honest, you know, a lot of people modern time shit on Pauly Shore, but with the week we you know, we've been having with the negative shit been going on, let me tell you something. Pauly Shore got me through this week. With a smile on my face. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with the weasel, I, I needed the weasel's uh, insanity to kind of take my mind away from the real, like, tragic insanity that I've been watching on the news. Yeah, it's been, uh, man, it's been a hell of a week. But, yeah, that uh, waking up the other morning to realize that what happened in Vegas was pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get really deep into it. I mean, it's uh, there's so much shit flying around and um i don't i with the media doing it i I don't think any of us really know the truth of what happened there i think uh i i I don't know i I, there's so like i said there's so much going around i just don't know what we consider truth and what we should just consider to be bullshit um the only thing i know is that uh 58 dead over 500 injured. I don't care about anybody's political things right. that had to go into it. And that's what people were. I mean, two people were basically like fired from news stations and some teachers for saying, oh, well, it's just a bunch of Trump tards and, you know, people gun toting rednecks. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, this, this is not, uh, I mean, there's really no good time, but this is definitely not a time to, uh, to let this fuel whatever your agenda is, you know, people are right. dead and, and hurt, you know, let's yeah. focus on that rather than letting this, you know, support yeah. your cause or whatever, you know, yeah. or your shitty, stupid opinion. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean? It's plenty yeah. of time to shit on Trump, but this is, this is one of those times where you need to just focus on the issue at hand. And, you know, this actually hit close to home to me because I'm actually had uh, some old coworkers out there. Mm. It, that, that was like, man, 
Damn. E- e- even just knowing somebody, like I can't say I'm super close with them, but just knowing somebody out there and what could have happened, it, yeah. it, it kind of fucks you up. Yeah, uh, and it can happen anywhere. I'll tell you what fucks me up is just try to put yourself in their shoes. You're literally, you're literally running around there praying he doesn't th- th- that this maniac doesn't aim the gun at you. That's it. Yeah. You're, you, I mean, it, talk about fucking. Uh, the ultimate gamble, luck of the draw. Literally, that's oh, what you're yeah. doing. Yep. I mean, was, and it's really no, no good go. time to make a joke out of this, but I, I'm going to say one thing. Mm. This was at a country music concert, and it's added to my reasons why I hate fucking country music. <laughs> if I Whoa. if I ever wound up at a country music concert, I deserve to have my head blown off. <laughs> yeah, but oh. that's just, that's just kind of out there. That shit just kind of blends in with the song, though, because it's like my wife left me and my dog died. Someone's <laughs> shooting at my face. Yeah. I mean, he 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 knew the sound. He got off stage fast. Jason Aldean did. He he knew what that sound was. Uh, but I, I mean, just I mean, no matter what. I mean, if this happened at a fucking Amy Grant concert, well, I mean, what are we going to say? Oh, see those feminists. We told you. Right. No, right. no, it's not going to fucking be like that or a fucking Ellen DeGeneres show or something like that. Come on. But, yeah, and at the root of everything is this was just a concert. This was just people out having a good time. You know, I make my jokes about country music, but nobody deserves what happened to them in that fu- at that fucking show. When you go out, you're going out to have a good time, have some laughs, have some drinks, whatever. And the whole thing is a disgrace. Yeah. And no matter what the genre is, you can't you can't rationalize a a psychopath you know what i mean that's a psychopath who did that that's not you know who knows what his motives or his agenda you know were it doesn't matter he was just a psychopath who wanted to kill people and that was what he did yeah i I will say just to state the obvious just i'm so thankful that it wasn't a fucking like it wasn't a black guy or vice versa it wasn't like a white guy shooting up like a fucking you know, whatever Migos concert yeah. or some shit. Like a to be honest, concert. I feel the same way. To be honest, like as shitty as it might sound or look on the surface, I feel the same way because that just makes it so much easier to point that finger. You know what I mean? Yeah, it 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 gives another, dare I say, another card for people to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it it's good that we don't. I mean, I. Yeah. God yeah, but, damn it! I don't think anything is good about this situation. So no, you know, no. please excuse my words, but it's good that we don't have that card to uh, to yeah. go to, if you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. But people, um, people died, so people playing that card can sit the fuck down. Seriously, you know, you know, I've been hearing people. He was a normal part of the community. He didn't have any prior convictions, nothing on his record to lead you to believe that he would act, was capable of something like this. This just proves that. Just because somebody doesn't look like they got a lot going on, you never fucking know. And and those are the and that's the exact thing. You never know. Every time you hear of someone doing these crazy things, some murderer, and and I know this is a joke, but what's the main thing that people say? He was so quiet. I never saw him yeah. doing it. I I never thought he'd do anything like this. Well, you never know. You don't know what people are going through and people who hide that shit well always have that ticking time bomb effect that they could just fucking explode at any fucking minute up front I look at it like this up front crazy is better than silent crazy the person that kind of comes in going crazy 
I trust those motherfuckers better than the people that are always smiling and always upbeat and positive. Because those be the people that come in to the Starbucks or to the post office and start blowing people away. Maybe, but this is the way I see it. There's there are there's seven and a half billion people on this planet, and none of us know what any of them are capable of. Mm-hmm. You know? No. Well, I mean. The... And unfortunately, all of us are capable of more than we think. And yeah. I mean, let's face it, everyone Especially has my a close from Texas. Well, yeah. I mean, look, everyone's got a fucking breaking point, And yeah. uh, sometimes you don't know when yours is. I mean, this I'm not saying this could happen to any of us. Most of us have enough impulse control not to do it. But you don't mm. know. I mean, it, it could be the person sitting next to you in a fucking restaurant. It could be the person. Yeah. You know, walking down you on the street, it could be the person sitting next to you at a fucking red light. You don't yeah. fucking know, and that's the, and that's the scary thing. That's the fucking scary thing right there is you don't fucking know. And of course, like Weeb says, most of those crazy chicks they're the best lay. That's a good point, Weebs. I do understand where you're coming from. Those crazy chicks <laughs> can fuck, but I don't know if that's where we were going with this. <laughs> that's also a great way to. Too. They will also burn your way. house down. They will exactly. also burn your house down. You're right. You're right. Get left eye. Likely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I feel yep. like I should make a left eye reference about not chasing waterfalls. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. I won't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously a, a fucking real tragedy. And, uh, um, you know. That's the point, Max. He did sound like the, uh, he did sound like Michael Douglas from uh, Falling Down. Yeah, uh, he does. He it like, did, that's a, but that's actually the perfect uh, example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is, but I'm just—I don't know. I, there's no way to rationalize it, and again, you just don't know who it is, and uh, you know, it sucks for them. I hope uh, I get you know, pray for Vegas, stay strong. I love Vegas. I've been there. I used to stay at the Mirage when I went. Been there two times. Fucking love it. But uh, I don't know, man. It seems like we can't we can't do anything fun anymore. It's being taken away from us. Can't stop living, man. It, you know, that's the best way. The best way to kind of get over this and not to sound like insensitive. Just kind of got to keep moving. Because I know a lot of people might use this as an example. I don't want to go to Vegas no more. You, you can't think like that because this could happen anywhere. Yeah. I'm in Philly. Oh, yeah. Box, uh, you're in Texas. Smart, you're down south. So something definitely could happen there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And actually, it did not too long ago. We had a guy open fire on one of the uh, like National Guard, I think it was. He killed like four servicemen. Jeez. Or five. Yeah, it was like 2015. Well, still, I mean, it's you know, it, it's just that recent. But, um, I mean, the only videos that I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm not going to, and again, I'm not enjoying, but the only videos that give me any sort of hope out of these videos that I'm watching about Vegas is like the, you know, Marine that stole a, tr- a, a, a truck in order to go back and forth to the hospital. Um, there's a ton of unsung heroes, people you're never going to see that were throwing their body on top of people, uh, doing everything they could to save people. And, um, you know, I don't know who's going to hear this, but hell, shout out to everybody who didn't yes. get mentioned. And, uh, you know, you're the people that need to be around. Yeah, the helpers, not the, you know, not the people just recording it, trying to get that fucking viral video on Facebook. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the first responders, the people are on the ground, literally throwing themselves at the bullets. That's a fucking hero right there. I can't say I would do the same fucking thing. 
So it's counterintuitive, you know. We're our instinct is to run away from danger, but they run straight at it to try to help people. That's a real life superhero. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. My ass would be running. So all the credit in the world to them. Absolutely. I truthfully, I don't know about you. I'd be heading for the stage. That's probably the safest place in the whole in the whole place. Yeah. You know that uh, at least there's somewhere. I mean, you see people behind a like paper. Like a literally a paper barricade with like sticks of wood. That's not gonna do shit. But yeah. they just they just didn't want to be seen. They were just taking yeah. fucking cover. Oh, but yeah. uh, you know it, it's it's probably one of the biggest tragedies we've had in the United States in in uh, since I, I I don't know maybe since nine eleven probably one of the worst. Honestly, I put this. I think it's probably as bad as a uh, Sandy Hook. Hmm. That would, I mean, like you. I mean, honestly, we're not going to sit here and rank and rank the depths of people, but yes, we are. Let's do this shit. I mean, between, <laughs> I mean, between this and uh, uh, Kenny Gardner's getting gunned down, man, I swear we going to hell in the handbasket. Yeah. We need to just blow this shit to smithereens and start over. Oh, I mean, I believe the highest death toll was uh, Charlie Sheen in Hot Shots Part Two. All right, right. I, I believe that's where the. It. That that that's the highest one, but uh, you know. But uh, all right. A- anyway, I, I I think we've all kind of set our piece on Vegas, haven't we? Yeah. Let's yeah. let's move on to the fun. Yes. Yeah. Right. Enough of that. Uh, pray for Vegas. Stay strong, guys. And that's uh, okay. and let's move on to some fucking Pauly Shore movies. Pauly uh, the, Shore, the whiz. fucking the whistle. Hey. <laughs> Pauly Shore, like, say what you want, man, but in the fucking early to mid-90s, and I'm sure Bobby and uh, my co-host here will back me up, Pauly Shore was the fucking man. He, he was. was all over. He <sighs> was, and you know what? At that time, I, I don't know what I don't know where you're going to go, Box, but at that time, people were shitting on him then. Like, he never really got respect, but people were watching him. <laughs> you know, they were watching his movies. He was in a shit ton of movies, mm-hmm. always played the same character. He was super popular. I think he was a wasn't he a VJ on M, uh, MTV at one point as well. He was. He, he got was. his start, if I'm not mistaken. That is where he got his start. He was a, now he did get it. I mean, his mother is uh, yeah. Diana Shore. Let's bring that up. She owns right. Comedy Store. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which one? Uh, which one? Comedy Chicago? Store LA. LA, LA Comedy yeah. Store okay. LA. Okay, Com- okay. LA. Comedy Store. Okay, I thought it was another. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, his father, so, isn't his father, who's his father? His father was somebody uh, too. Uh, Mr. Shore? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both of, I, think, I believe both of his parents had, you know, were, were in the biz, so. I, I think so. I, I guess I can. I don't know why. If, if Paulie Shore had a deadbeat dad, that'd be the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> My daddy left me and I grew up to be a... Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll tell you what, though, you know, and, and, you know, just like Bobby was saying, he was... People shit on him, and a lot of people thought, well, his mother kind of got him in, but he was Sandler before Sandler. He actually kind of reminds me of, like, Dane Cook before Dane Cook. In a terms of, bit. like, being super popular and people, like, shitting on him saying he's an ability. Well, and I'll say this. It's, let's see, it's uh, probably, let's see, it's late night. Dane Cook, you can talk all the shit about him, but he's probably right now getting his dick sucked by a college girl. He's doing much better than we are. Yeah, because he he's <laughs> this man yeah, sells uh, yeah the, he sells out colleges now. So you know, let's make fun of the guy all he wants. He's probably getting a blowjob. I'm here talking to you, fucking assholes. 
Jesus. <laughs> so exactly. Hey, uh, weed in the chat. Get the uh, get the uh, get your dictionary ready for box. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, make fun of Dan Cook, but I I really think Pauly Shore was basically he was Sandler before before Adam Sandler. I mean, same same guy, same movie, just yeah. same yeah. thing, uh, just. And his movies were making millions at the time. And honestly, and honestly, in terms of longevity, even though Paulie Shore in 2017 is kind of like a washout, I think his movies have a little bit more staying power than Dane Cook's, to be blunt. The only Dane Cook movie I ever remember really liking was uh, Good Luck Chuck, I believe it was. Yeah, that was. Outside of that, all of his movies just, I'm sorry, they sucked. It's just are something you, about his face that just always turned me off. Are you telling me you've never seen Simon Says with Dane Cook and Dennis Rodman? Yeah. Is that what you're employee telling the, me? I put it to you like this. Employee of the Month sums up my hatred of Dane Cook. <laughs> and he was in Mr. Brooks? <laughs> Brooks. I don't I remember recognize that movie. these movies, but I don't think I've seen them. There was Simon's... a movie. Um, Go ahead. You, you guys probably remember what it was called, but it's a fucking, it was a movie. It had Steven Seagal and DMX. Like, somebody yeah. brought up the idea, like, imagine how fucking crazy it was on that set. Exit like, wounds. Just two yeah. giant fucking lunatics. Yeah. How crazy it, was, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it was exit wounds. And you know what? At that time, uh, a lot of the fucking rappers were getting really high-profile fucking movie parts at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were. yeah. Oh, and there yeah. were a lot of legitimate actors who did not like the idea of that. At all. No, and truthfully, I like I like the movie Exit Wounds with with yeah. DM. I think that's a great fucking movie. And he was in uh, that's with uh, a- a- Anthony Edwards is in that, grave. right? And to be fair, to be mm-hmm. fair, you know, I know you're not too much of a hip hop fan box, but this was at the height of DMX's popularity. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah DMX was about shit for a long time, like the early two yeah. thousands. Oh yeah, I would say from about ninety eight to about maybe oh three oh four, DMX was a fucking man. Yeah, he put he out came, like two platinum albums in like the span of a year. Yeah, and he came in, you know, without going too deep into hip hop. He he came in on fire, you know. I mean, well, he was there was a lot of a uh, lot of eyes on him mm. um, at the time when he, or one of the times he got locked up because he probably spent most of his life, if you add it all up, in prison. Um, yeah. But he he was starting to make a, a lot of noise. There were a lot of eyes on him, and. Um, when he got out, he made a serious push, put out a couple of singles that made a little bit of noise, ended up on a song with LL Cool J, and in my opinion, that blew him the fuck up. You know? yep. So it, it was it was nonstop at that point. The man well, was considered a legend at the three albums. I fuck with him. Those three albums, the three albums were pretty good. Yeah. There you go. You don't, now, want, uh, you don't want to check him out now, though. He's pretty <laughs> fucked up right now. No, Working wait. Her. Actually, though, have y'all heard, seen? There's a there's a video clip of him singing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh yeah. He he goes full DMX on it. It's the most amazing shit because he's like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. What? Just doing all that shit. <laughs> Isn't there also like a video of him working at like Arby's or something? Probably. It's fucking <laughs> bad shit crazy. Hey, I like me some beef and cheddar. Don't get me wrong. I like oh. Arby's. I love those, our, those potato cakes kick ass. But, but I, I, all jokes aside, I'm praying for the man. I, uh, I hope I hope we get if, if there is a guide out there. I'm hoping we get one more classic DMX album before all is said and done. Because mm-hmm. I, I honestly think... believe the guy still has it in him. You don't just lose that mm-hmm. talent. 
I don't think he does though. That's that's the thing. I don't think he has it in him anymore. Um, yeah. Only because the the like it's not a secret that he's on crack. Like you know that's not a secret at all. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not a joke or a secret. Like it's out there. He's on that shit. You know he says it openly, and it has fucked him up. Do you remember how bad Whitney Houston was before she died? She could barely talk. She could not sing. And then, and then like, and I won't let you desecrate Whitney name. She crack is whack. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's what she's. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you're right. He he is, and you know what? I, I I know this may sound weird, but one person I can think of who got fat and fucked up and never lost his voice is Elvis. Mm, yeah. No matter how fat, bloated, drugged yeah. out he Killed was. Out. Yeah. He'd he go was, out. He would go up there and fucking sing. I mean, not like his songs were tough to sing. They were fucking. But he still had the voice. Still fucking put on. I mean, look at that Blue Hawaii show. He's he he looks like he's dying on stage. He's fat. Yeah. He's sweaty. Yeah. But sweaty. he sounds great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sounds great. He, he. I mean, he looks like fucking warrior when he, you know Ultimate Warrior, sweating and. But uh, speaking and, you of know, which. One of my friends, I, I, I just want to mention this on air. Mm-hmm. One of my friends uh, posted on Facebook that Dana Warrior always looks like, just at all times, like she just swallowed a massive load. <laughs> so next time you see her, next time you see her, keep that in mind. And he's not wrong. He posted pictures. Like, he's got proof. I, uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was completely relevant. That was a good contribution on my behalf. That was the, uh, the and, and 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 that was for the ADD people listening to the show, uh, and uh, now since now since we were talking about Pauly Shore, this is something I want to mention because these are uh, this is one of my favorite comedians ever. Uh, Pauly Shore was actually mentored by Sam Kinison. Opened oh. several, opened several of his sets. I actually didn't know that, and I am a huge Sam Kinison fan. Nice. I just learned something today. Very I nice. did too. I didn't know I, that, but uh, Kinison is amazing. I really wish I could play some Kinison clips now. We'll, we will do a Kinison show. He's done a couple movies, so we can do a Kinison show one night. Yeah, and an episode of Married with Children. I actually did know that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie, speaking of Polly Shore, uh, one of, there's a movie called Polly Shore is Dead. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah, I heard it. And like one of the big plot lines of the movie is like, it's like like a, like a ghost form. It's like, and I think it's an imperson. It has to be a impersonator. But like, he always like he goes to Sam Kennison for advice. Like he's his like moral compass and like inner voice and shit like that. That's like in the movie. Wow, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, I I I absolutely love Kennison. Uh, his part in Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, I I can watch that all day every day and laugh my ass off one of the be- I, mean, I don't know if you guys remember that part but uh he was the teacher and um he goes off on rodney dangerfield and, but it, it's just uh, anything kinnison did was amazing if you really want to see kinnison at his best uh, dig around, look around for a little video of his called Leader of the Band, B-A-N-N-E-D. Ah, uh, okay. Leader of the Band. It is one of the best. It was It was way before he even thought about getting sober because when he got sober, <laughs> look, I'm, Howard Stern even said it to him, Sam, you're much better when you're fucked up. And you know what? He, he was... 
the stuff he did. I, I got those DVDs, you know, those late night DVDs when uh, they were selling on TV uh, of the Sam Kinison. They were all of him sober, and truthfully, just wasn't the same guy. Yeah, it, you could say the same thing about Richard Pryor. Like, mm-hmm. and, and like he's one of like I said, he was before my time, but. As I got older and I really look back a lot of his stuff, I appreciate it. But if, if you have, it's like before crack, after crack, it, it, it's like a totally different Richard Pryor. Like once he went to Africa and swore off the N word and this that, it wasn't the same Richard. I mean, he was still funny, the comedy was still, was still there, but he lost the edge. Mm-hmm. He lost the edge. I mean, it, it's just like you can't you can't recapture that. You can't like go for ten years of having this kind of like don't give a fuck persona and then all of a sudden you want to get right which i commend but it takes away from like what makes you you yeah and you but you can only go so fast for so long and the proof of that is sam kennison you know and mm-hmm. and so many other people who died way too young oh, yeah and, and you know what uh speaking of you know we're talking of comics and i read yesterday ralphie may Yep. Passed away. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a day. It's been it's been a rough week for Death. Well, you know, and um, um, Ralphie never took off the weight. Yeah, he was morbidly obese. He yeah. was, and you know, it's God. I hate to say this, but he was one of those guys you would look at and go, "My he God, he's." I, I I know you would look at him and literally just be like, "I can't believe he's still." alive i mean john panette at least i don't know if you guys know who he is but he at least matter of fact he's in that movie simon says with uh dennis rodman and dane cook he i mean he at least slimmed down and i mean he still passed away but i mean that still takes a toll on your body carrying around that weight you got to remember that case in point you know case in point you look at somebody like john goodman who made his career off of being the fat guy yeah no no no, he's almost unrecognizable true True, oh, he is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to uh, say, don't mention him because there's way too many people dying right now. And... Yeah, the uh, the 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 kid who played um, Jesus Christ, Varsity Blues, the James the... Vanderbeek. Oh, yeah. No, not James Vanderbeek, you little faggot. Uh, fucking... <laughs> I'll show <laughs> you a faggot. Well, I mean, you jump to say his name. You're like, oh my god, the guy from Dawson's Creek. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the mind gets excited. I mean the fat. <laughs> I, no. I, I meant the really heavy dude. No, the pervert. Who? No, you know who it is. It should have been the pervert from uh, what was it? Seventh Heaven. The pre- the guy that played the preacher. Wasn't he out here molesting kids or something? Yeah. Was he? I could see that. Well, I could see that. <laughs> you know, you play a preacher. You are a preacher. Same thing. You know, you you, you got to molest kids. You he was yeah. living the gimmick. He was living the gimmick, Anthony. He was doing character research. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jesus. Church organized religion is the biggest work of them all. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's 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 a show. That's probably the last show we ever do. Uh. <laughs> that'll, 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 all right, folks, you heard it here first. That'll be the series finale. That'll be the that'll be the the finale because that'll be a dirty fucking show right there. Big shout out to all the Catholics out there. Yeah, I won't be on that show. <laughs> I won't appear on that one. All the Catholics are uh, asleep. They have church in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not work. Like this. If we're going to go out, we got to piss everybody off. The, 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 the Catholics, the Jews, the Protestants. Hey! What are you going to piss No, I'm not, I'm not pissing off the Jews. I can't Everybody piss off my own people. <laughs> Let's leave the white guys alone. We've been through enough. Right. <laughs> We've been through enough. <laughs> 
Oh, we been through. <laughs> Those white guys have been so rough the, in this country. You guys don't understand how tough it is so to have smart. white privilege in this country. You don't know how rough it can be, man. I mean, you know, you think hey, it's smart. easy. I think you unintentionally named this episode the white man's revenge. <laughs> I mean, you guys just don't understand how hard it is to go to Hobby Lobby and there's no sale going on. and Nobody's, nobody's looking at you like you're about to steal some shit. We don't we don't understand how it is to to get pulled over by the police and be let away let off with a warning. So, yeah. hey, if I get pulled over on MLK, they think I'm buying weed. That's fucking profiling. Yeah. Well, you probably are. <laughs> right. Well, that that's neither here <laughs> nor there. Prematurely thinking it. It's not the point that I am buying weed there, but you know, I mean, but they think I am, and that's profiling. Goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, can we talk about how fucked up that is? Like, why can't any nice street be named after like MLK? Uh, um, I'm sure there is somewhere, just um, not not I anywhere would, I've ever seen. Nowhere in the United I would like States. To, uh, I would like to mention one thing right now. Yes. I, I actually live. I actually live off of MLK. <laughs> Oh well, and and is it is it a nice area? It is not a bad area. It's okay, good. See, well, there we my go. My stretch, my stretch of MLK is actually decent. It really uh, is. Uh, well, see, now he did say his stretch of MLK. Well, you know what? I don't, I don't venture too <laughs> I far. I think what he's trying to say is that people just don't fuck with him. I think he's trying to say he doesn't go over the fucking <laughs> railroad tracks. Is what he's trying to say. <laughs> no, you know what? Though, actually, both of those apply. I don't venture too far from my own place, and people generally don't fuck with me. Snuzz. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Bobby. Are you like the Joe Clark of your area? Do you just kind of stand at your door with like the baseball bat, old school, and just oh, I don't look around? Baseball. I don't need a baseball. I'm, look, I'm a I'm a giant one eyed tattoo dreadlock monster. So I don't need a baseball bat. People generally don't fuck with me. There's a yeah. there's a sketch sketch on Key and Peel where it's like the guy from like the like the cliche of like the the uh like black movies where there's like the old black dude who just goes around like shredding people. Like do you think you're gonna get to that point in your life at some point where you just walk around and go, Listen here, young brother. I've done that. <laughs> I really have. I've done that. I had some neighbor kids. Uh, we're way off off topic, but I, I had who some cares? neighbor kids who were, um, you know, they they didn't have like the best upbringing. They liked coming around my house uh, for whatever reason. I guess because nobody else wanted them around around them, and you know, they would use some a lot of profanity, which I don't care. I use a lot of profanity, but one thing that I would not tolerate was the n-word i don't use it myself i listen to a lot of hip-hop but I'm, i've never been good with that word and they were throwing it around so i actually sat them all down and i educated them on that and what it really means and how it's not a term of endearment and the ugliness behind that word and everything attached to it and they actually listened and they at least stopped using it around me they probably still use it but at least around me they stopped so. Well, at least they they had an. I mean, they're showing at least enough respect to not not use it around you. So, yeah. you know, point your point was made, and hey, we need more people to fucking do that. And again, not just sit there and video it and try to get that fucking Facebook video. Why don't right. you go talk to people instead of recording people? Yeah, you know. But yeah, more more shit like that needs to fucking happen, man. But um, all right, since we got off topic, you want to go try oh. to go back on topic? Can I mention one more thing about Paulie Shore? Fuck yeah. The yeah. last the la- the the most recent thing I remember seeing him in and it, it really wasn't that recent at this point was he made a, a 
quick appearance on The Wash with Snoop and uh, Dre. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Last thing I saw him. Him and Ludacris. Ludacris was on there for like five seconds. Ludacris Actually, wasn't even on there. His voice was. He called, like, he was on the phone. Well, he's yeah. got he's got Fast and Furious movies to work on. Yeah, I was seeing. A, I saw an interview with him the other day where they basically just asked him how pissed off do you think Ja Rule is because he was in the first one, and then uh, he wasn't in any of the other ones, and then they just brought out Ludacris and just rode with him. He was. He was. He was in the first one. Yeah, Ja Rule was in the first Fast. I forgot and Furious. about that. Yeah. Trying to go back to the first one and remember, I've seen it recently. I, I actually watched. One through six a while ago. Don't ask why. I, I, Ludacris I, I, actually developed into a good actor. Let, let's clarify that. Ja Rule. I... Are, you, are you saying that Ja Rule wasn't a master thespian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did a pretty good job of acting like Tupac. <laughs> right. And DMX had won somehow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Another interesting trivia tidbit. I actually opened for Ja Rule uh, once. What? Yeah. Nice. Wow, we yeah, gotta hear this. Look, I want to hear this. We're in no, the presence of no. We're in the presence of greatness. Uh, I don't know how great, <laughs> but yeah, right, I, just, I opened right. for him once. It was it was okay. It was it was fun. I didn't meet him. You know, he's he's kind of a diva, or at least he was at that point. Yeah. I've I never. Imagine, I can imagine him pulling some like Steve Harvey shit, where it's like, "Don't talk to me. Nobody talk to me before the show. Don't leave John Rule alone. Don't talk to John Rule." Yeah, I've never opened for anyone. I think he, uh, yeah, he just walks around going, it's murder, leave John Wu alone. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've never opened for anyone, but I did almost get into a fight with, a fight with the two dudes from Criss Cross one night. Holy shit, really? <laughs> oh, rest in peace to, uh, yeah. <laughs> they no, were no. at... They were at a little teen. You know how they do like teen clubs. You know you can be eighteen and get in. You just no, no, no. They were at a little uh, a Wednesday night. We club Boca down in Boca Raton, Florida. Used to do a little teeny night in the back room, and they were the guests. That sounds madly illegal. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. But uh, they were the 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 guests, and they were the biggest dickheads in the world. I can see that. I could see that. So what are you Biggest. trying to say about they didn't make you want to jump? Uh, <laughs> they almost got jumped in the parking lot. And uh, I happened to be one of the guys in the parking lot. And it was my guys. He was my friends. He was kind of going after. So me and me and my guys, me and my boys almost got into a fight with crisscross. No, so was no. it both of them or was it one of them that instigated the uh, situation? One of them instigated. Both of them were coming at us, and there was like uh, seven of us. They, they, they were. There was seven of us, and one of my friends is six foot seven, and about two hundred and eighty-eight pounds. At, the, at that time, he he's bigger now, uh, <laughs> fatter, not not taller. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they had no chance. They were going to be the. They were going to be in crosses if they fucked with us, but yeah, we we almost got into a big fight with them. They were just being total douchebags. They they, they just dicks, total fucking dicks. One of my buddies was too close to the stage, and they called him out, like stop the fucking show to be a, a to call him out. And uh, he got pissed, and that's where the whole thing got <laughs> bad. They left the club and. <laughs> 
we win a ring. I'm sorry. Just the thought of even though it wasn't, <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a crisscross concert per se, but just the visual of box at a crisscross concert is cracking me up right now. Well, <laughs> it was. We didn't even know. I didn't. It wasn't a concert. You're right. I didn't even know they were there. T- Wednesday Club Boca was just kind of a. That's where we all went. Also, I have to ask, how long could a crisscross concert be? It's like best of TNA. Like, like, okay, we got twenty <laughs> minutes. We're gonna play uh, jump, and then we're gonna play jump again, and then we're right, gonna leave. And then jump remix. They, they, <laughs> they didn't even get through their first song. Didn't even get through their first song. So I don't know how long the concert was supposed to be, or I if they were. Picture them being I like, know. I could just picture them being like, "Don't you know who we are?" And just people being like, "No." Yeah, and exactly. yes, and yes, their clothes were on backwards. They had their Absolutely. backwards clothes on that that night, and um, they were in complete jean outfit, dark jean outfits. I remember what they were wearing, and um, but yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting night. That's probably the uh, my little claim to fame, and uh, <laughs> my other claim to fame is I met one of the Smothers brothers. Huh? Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. <laughs> <laughs> The one with the mustache? I think only one of them had a mustache. Yeah, one of them had a mustache. I That's the one I met. Oh, Me neither, cool. but I, I they were at a... Uh, my sister used to do the uh, ride horses, and uh, they were at one of the shows. They owned a horse there, so... Well... Well, fuck, this will be my last show, because let me see. My co-host got in a fight with fucking Chris Cross. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby's opening for Ja Rule. I, the, fuck, <laughs> the fuck am I still here for? <laughs> I don't know. Smark, what's your claim to fame? Um, I met Peyton Manning once, and he was a giant asshole. Okay. Like, let me, I'll explain this. I was working at, like, FedEx, but it was, like, a FedEx where, like, you could buy office supplies and shit, like they took over for Kinko's. <laughs> well, he comes walking in, and, of course, he's going to be in disguise. And what disguise would a professional athlete wear? Of course, it would be a Adidas shirt, Adidas shorts, and uh, if I could, but you'll never recognize that it's Peyton Manning because he's got sunglasses on, and Peyton Manning doesn't wear sunglasses. <laughs> so I'm like I, I just walk up to him I'm just like hey how you doing like cause I mean what am I gonna do am I gonna tell him some fucking witty antidote or some joke and he's gonna become be- you know, best friends and we're gonna go to the club and bang hookers like no <laughs> like I, I met him I said hello that's it my coworker, on the other hand starts asking him a bunch of different questions about what he like what it's like living here he heard he has a house around here cause I'm in Chattanooga he played for Tennessee in college he does have like a house somewhere in this area I don't know where exactly but he starts asking him 87 different questions, and Peyton Manning looks at him and goes, man, what's with all the questions? <laughs> and, like, I've never seen a grown man's heartbreak before. <laughs> and it did on that day. Like, he got and he left. And when he left, my coworker looked at me and said, man, I, hope, I, I don't care if I ever see Peyton Manning again. And I'm oh. like, I'm sure the Felix mutual, sir. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Meet your heroes. Never. Never. Now, my dad will tell you the story that he, he, he peed beside Robert Duvall. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a bathroom with George Michael once. Oh shit! (laughs) Was it at a rest stop? (laughs) You goddamn right. (laughs) Oh boy. Michael Jackson came to a Chuck E. Cheese once when I was like uh, seven or eight. Uh, I was I was gonna say, Smart, did you have a careless whisper when you left? Well, yeah, you know, we, we I had faith. Did he wake you? Did, did he wake you up before he go go? Before he went went. <laughs> went, went. 
wake me up before he came. came. Wake me up before you drug me. What? Wait a minute. Wait. Wake me up before you drug me. What? <laughs> I can't lie. I I I actually like George Michael. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That that. I look at it like this: as long as none of us have ever done shots with Bill Cosby, I think we're all good. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever done any shots with Bill Cosby. Let me think. I don't, there's a few nights I don't remember. Um, oh, shit. I woke up with a pudding pop in my hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get ugly ass sweaters uh, sent to my house every Christmas for some reason. <laughs> hmm. Now, listen here, Richard Pryor. You're using too many swear words. <laughs> be immoral here. Flying filth, flucking filth. <laughs> we need to do both of those movies one night. Raw, oh, oh yeah, raw and delirious. I think we could get through both in a night. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. Since you brought brought those up, mm-hmm. now obviously Eddie Murphy, you know, he's made a ton of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Started out as a stand-up, didn't do many specials. No. Is it a testament to his overall ability, you think, that he was able to do just two comedy specials and not have to do, like, multiple specials like a Pryor or a Red Fox and really kind of, like, be considered, like, a legend in the genre? Because he only think, did – think about it. He only did two. I think it's a testament to his ability that he can wear a skin-tight red leather suit and call other people a faggot. <laughs> it was a different time. So I mean, <laughs> let me ask you. I'm, Bobby, I'm going to throw this to you. Mm-hmm. How prevalent, how much of it was that the style back then? Because you grew up in that era. How much of that was the legitimate style? You didn't see people walking around wearing leather like that, man. That was for the, that was like there were a handful of celebrities walking around. Cool Modi wore leather like that, you know. Um, There there was a handful of rappers. Prince was wearing leather, but nobody, nobody was walking around like that. You You know, know, that was... No, nah, that was that was a flashy thing. That was for no. sure. I mean, of course, there were a couple of people who, you know, they they had a big paycheck and they wanted to see. But you know, mostly people were wearing jeans or, you know, uh, fucking Dockers or whatever. Yeah, Boxman knows. You know, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, eighties was filled with more mesh shirts than yeah. it was with people wearing leather. You would see, put it this way, if if, if you saw someone wearing leather 90% of the time, they were jumping into a fucking Ferrari 308 GTB. Exactly. They were, yes, yes. Exactly. They, they, they were driving the Magnum PI car. By the way, I had one of those. And, um... Uh, no, really, Humble I did. Humble brag. Humble I, I did. I, I actually had one of those cars. Um... So- and uh, th- that's usually what you saw. Yeah, 80s was filled with, with uh, truthfully, mesh shirts, cut-off sleeves, guys. My God, it was the Stinky Pit era. So I, I guess my burning question, I guess my burning question, and I might regret that uh, use of word, those uh, words there, but uh, would it be fair to say that even by 80s standards, if you saw somebody in a fishnet shirt or tight-ass leather, you would say, you queer? The fuck are you wearing? Like if you like first time you saw Eddie Murphy in like say 1982 was delirious, right? Mm-hmm. What, what what would be your first thought? What would a 1982 box man or a fucking Bobby say to that visual? Well, I could tell you one thing. At the time, Michael Jackson was so big that the outfit he wore yeah was very cool yes. for him to wear. Even though he'll 
deny not deny but he will say that was he will that that was the hottest outfit he ever fucking wore and he regrets wearing it but at the time michael jackson's beat it was yeah. was i mean when i say blowing up the fucking charts i'm oh. underestimating there there isn't a word for probably how big that song and and then he made thriller and holy shit Michael Once Jackson again. can sing, he could dance, so he can get away. Like when you're super talented, like that guy was, you can get away with being like eccentric and wearing crazy. Yeah, shit. but well, you, you know gotta what? remember in that. In, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Bob, but you gotta remember, Eddie Murphy was doing a Michael Jackson impression in that show, and it went over perfect with the outfit. Yeah, and and this this was that time. Like I said, you know, you had you had celebrities who were performing wearing full leather suits. You weren't seeing people walking around like that. Now, like Boxman mentioned. With Michael Jackson, with Beat It and Thriller, those video in those videos, he wore jackets that were made for him in those videos. Mm-hmm. And after those videos, you started to see a lot of people walking around with those jackets, like all over the place. People were yeah. wearing the Beat It jacket and the Thriller jacket, but they weren't wearing full on leather suits. You know? No, and you, even when you, I mean, watch the first Beverly Hills Cop. When, you know, Eddie Murphy's walking and he turns around, some guy has on a Michael Jackson. What does he do? He turns around and laughs his ass off. No, that was kind of a callback to Delirious, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, you you really didn't see it. But, I mean, you got to remember something about, you know, you talk about Michael Jackson. He took a music video and turned it into a movie. Thriller yes, turned into an actual yes, sir. movie. Yeah. The making. Had a release date yes. and everything. And I have that tape somewhere in the uh, collection. And still, I don't even know if it still plays properly, but yeah, I actually have that, the original yeah. to that. Yep, the making of Thriller was, I mean, absolutely. It's it's really kind of weird when you think about what what movies showed back then. I mean, you know, Eddie Murphy, you know, had those two out. Kinnison even had that leader of the band back then was in some theaters at that time. Andrew Dice Clay was being played in the fucking theaters at the time. But it, prior, it was, on the sunset prior, prior, it was yeah. just a different fucking time. And, you know, I think the who I mean, who, Jesus, Martin Lawrence might be the, the most recent person to have a, a his comedy show showed in the movie. Is it him or Jamie Foxx? Like, one of those two just had a recent show on on in theaters. No one, or no one. Uh, well, no Martin one. had a special like Jamie. Yeah, he had too. He had you so he had um you so crazy and run tell that that were in theaters. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, I, I thought Jamie Foxx recently just had one in theaters, but I could be wrong. I'm white. You know how that goes. You know what I you know what I found to be interesting about Michael Jackson was that he was like a super super big fan of The Simpsons, and he yeah, wrote yeah. that song "Do the Bartman." And it like I, not in the U.S., but I think in like England or like China or something, it went number one on the chart. Like that's a testament to how fucking crazy popular he was. To, like even songs that like people didn't even know that he wrote yeah. were going that, fucking number one. As far as him being a big Simpsons fan, he actually appeared on an episode uncredited because he was such a big fan. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even got paid for it. He just loved the Simpsons so much he wanted to be on it. Yeah, and the no. whole episode was based on people not believing that. He was Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. So it's like no, there's, meta. There's a lot of stuff Michael Jackson did that he was uncredited for. Um, he didn't want to be credited when he was in Men in Black. Um, if you've ever heard the song by Rockwell. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody's watching me. 
Yeah, yeah, that is Michael Jackson singing in the background. Now, yeah. everyone, well, why would he do that? Not want to be credited? I don't know. That that's Rockwell is Barry Gordy's son. I don't know why yeah. he would want to do that for Barry Gordy or his son. Hmm. Think about it. Maybe a good career move. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like he's Michael Jackson. Like he doesn't need credit for anything. He can do whatever no. the fuck he wants. Exactly. No, and you know, I mean, Prince was the same way. I mean, Prince wrote a bunch of songs that he really didn't get. Full credit for that yeah. Bangles song, Manic yep. Monday. Prince yep. wrote that motherfucker. And you can hear that all day long. You can hear all his missing is his voice. You can hear, you can tell when Prince wrote a song. You, yeah. You definitely... Who let the dogs out, for example? <laughs> <laughs> Written by Prince. But you mentioned <laughs> guys, man. Like, did that, like. Well, we I'm sorry, man, but when we lost Prince and we lost Michael Jackson, man, we, we lost a lot of benchmark for music, man. Like it, it it's everything else is gonna be downhill from that because nobody's coming up the pike to replace cause you really let's be you can't replace Mike Jackson and uh Prince. You can't. No. You Those are like once in a lifetime type talents. Did you say you Mike? remember when they were trying to push Chris Brown as that new Mike J- Michael Jackson before he that, that, that was the head? We're not even going to talk about that embarrassment. See, Smart, you were about to call him Mike too. What Mike? Ja- what is he? A friend like of they yours? Know him like that? I know yeah, like you know, know him like that. Oh, I'm me and Mike. We're 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 good. We're good. I actually, almost said Mike Tyson. That's me and M- uh, me and me and MJ are tight. He's going to say mean, Mike Tyson. That's so much worse. He'll, he'll fuck you till you love him. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's that's Mr. Tyson to me. I I'm sorry, man. Like I misspoke. Michael Jackson was my first album, so I feel like friends in my head type of deal. <laughs> my my first album ever was uh, Glenn Fry, Dirty Laundry. The old uh, I had the, I had mm. the, the the 45. Mm. Uh-huh. First album was Too Short, Shorty the Pimp, and then Eminem, oh, the Marshall God. Mathers, or the first one, whatever the fuck nice. his first one was. The first nice. one was the Slim Shady LP. Yeah, yeah. The Slim Shady LP. That was so fucking dope. Oh, Boxman hates that fucking guy. <laughs> I I do now. You know, speaking of musicians, but we won't do Eight Mile one day. No, we won't. Uh, like sp- I'm telling you, you will like that movie. I I I just don't like him. I don't know if I can. Li- I literally don't know if I could watch that movie. I think he is. I think he's scum. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, but he's incredibly talented. Terrible well, piece of shit. Yeah. That's you know I I agree with the piece of shit part I don't agree with the talented <laughs> part I'm sorry it's just look it's subjective but uh, does anyone did we or did we not lose Tom Petty? Yes, we did. He's yeah yeah okay because yeah. I heard we did. His daughter said we didn't. TMZ was saying maybe not. So but but we did lose Tom Petty. Yeah. Does it get to the point after yeah. a while where enough people just allegedly report that someone dies to the point where you just have to kill them? Now, I'm going to say something that might not be very popular, might get me in trouble, but... No, boy, you're going to lose sponsors. Be careful. <laughs> after the careful. 80s, after the 80s, Tom Petty turned into a Bob Dylan wannabe and sucked. Yeah. I'm not gonna say he sucked, but he was he was clearly I don't want to say a poor man's Dylan, mm, but mm-hmm. it was it was pretty obvious. And yeah. I'm gonna tell you what I believe Red Hot Chili Peppers after that huge album they did did the exact same thing with Anthony Kitty is trying to be some balladeer. Okay, if you're gonna bust on people for calling people wrong things, his name is not Kitty. What is it, Kitty? 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 
I only had to Look, go after you because you made fun of me for the Mike Jackson thing. That's that's. <laughs> we we have to be even. We have to be even. There's that's a score fine. to settle. I can take it. I can take it, man. Anthony Kiedis, is that better? Yes, but he the only suck, the so. only good thing he did after that, you know, what, what was it? Red hot sex, blood, magic, whatever it was. The only good thing he did is he was in the chase. And he was in Point Break. That he was, was in it. Point Break. I love that fucking movie. That movie, I, I haven't seen What's the new one either. No, I what? haven't either. What smart? I am gonna disagree with you. I, I like a lot of their music. I wouldn't like. I don't think I've ever actually listened to a full album of theirs, but like the singles they have. That's fine. A lot of people. A lot of people love Tom Petty's music. I just think after honestly, Last Dance with Mary Jane was the fucking camel's back. I, I hated that song. And also, everything. About how weird it is that their drummer looks exactly like Will Ferrell. <laughs> like, it's like John Smith. Like if you look up Red Hot Chili Peppers, John Smith, he looks exactly like fucking Will Ferrell. Oh shit! Where the fuck did that come from? I can't. He does. I mean, we're talking. We, about we should end the show on that note because we ain't gonna top that line. You know what though? We can actually transition back into the movie because if you watch the movie Son-in-Law. Oh, yeah. Flea actually has a cameo in that movie as the tattoo artist. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Remember his his big line in that movie? You pick it, I stick it. <laughs> and that was it. So there we go. Look, we just transitioned back to the movie. Amazing. He was also on another movie we just talked about, The Chase. He was in The Chase with Anthony Kiedis. There you go. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. That's right. As his official biographer, I, re- I ask that you get his name correct. Yeah, I'm and sure I'm, Mike. I'm sure Mike Jackson, a pr- fucking you know old MJ, agrees with you there. <laughs> yeah. He can't do shit to me now. Now, Box, help me out. Was, um, <laughs> who was in? Uh, he was in uh, Back to the Future Part Two, right? Who? I should know this because that was one of my favorites. That's my favorite who? in the series. Who was? What happened? Who? Lee. He was in. Lee? He was in Back to the Future Part Two, right? Ooh. For some reason. I remember him being in that, and that's, I should know this because that was my favorite one in the series. No, How I was it your favorite one? That one was awful. I know Michael Who? Irons. Hold on, let me, yeah, let me, yeah, let me, let me. Why you look that up? Me and Smart can talk about. How did you not like part two? Man? Wasn't that the one where like the like, he goes into the future and like the bully guy Biff or whatever the fuck it is is like his dad. He's like beating the shit out of his mom and shit. Yeah, that was yeah, that was part two. That was fucking depressing. It was terrible. I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to have a fucking adventure. And I don't like, know. Visually, that, holy shit. shit. Holy shit. Life. He was Needles. Yes. That Thank was you, Needles? Yes. I knew he was. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew he was in that fucking movie. Okay. You, and Bob. by the way, I, 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 I just want to. I didn't know this either. One of my favorite movies is The Outsiders with. Oh, yeah. We've mentioned this before. Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe. Uh, Matt Dillon, uh, C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Did I miss anyone? James Vanderbeek. <laughs> Mike Jackson. <laughs> did you know Flea yeah, was? Did you know 1983 Flea was in that movie? Get the fuck out of here! I didn't know that. He was one of the Soshas in the movie. Soch number three was Flea, The Outsiders, oh, uncredited. Got a hell of a filmography. Well, look, I mean, he, he, uh, look, I didn't realize some of these movies he was in, uh, Tough Guys, Red Hot Chili Peppers was in that movie, Less Than Zero, Blue Iguana, let's see here, uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3, he was Needles, 
I did not realize that was him. Motorama son-in-law, tattoo artist, uncredited the chase. Big Lebowski, he was in that movie. Was he now? Yes, he was. He was um, Wild Thornberries. He was in that movie. He was a voice. He was in, in the fucking movie. Wild Thornberries. He was a voice. Wow. Uh, Inside Out, he was a voice in that movie. He was the cop. They kind of, sort of, appeared on the Beavis and Butthead movie. Yeah. I think we can all agree Beavis and Butthead in the 90s was fucking awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't think that was in here. Not even as a voice, no. Well, like the, the, their song played, and they were like drawn in the movie. They, they like didn't exactly do like voiceovers, but they were kind of sort of. It's a yeah, they don't even they don't even show him in it. But he was in the Wild Thornberries TV series. He was Aiden... in Ice Cube's video Wicked because he just happened to be there when they were filming. Ah, yeah, he was a voice, I guess, in the Wild Thornberries. Eighty nine episodes. He was in all. That's of them. crazy to me. I actually kind of want that now that you mentioned that. Like, if I can just w- at least one song with like Flea and Ice Cube. Well, I... he wasn't in the song. <laughs> he was. He was just in the video. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, but that would be like some... probably not now because I don't know if Ice Cube's good at rapping anymore. But like that yeah, would have been some good shit. Ice Cube, yeah. you can still do it. I mean, I didn't. I I did not know. The, I think the most surprising thing I just learned was he was in The Outsiders in 1983. That had to be before. You would think that would be before Chili Peppers. I, I think so. Jesus, man! I that's breaking news on this show. Yeah, it's kind of mind blowing. I'm really amazed by that. But yeah, he was in Son in Law, not credited, but he was the tattoo artist. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we we're uh, uh, my God, he's done a lot of shit. Yeah, and, and you bring up Son in Law, and I guess we can uh, leave it at this. Tiffany Amber Thiessen in that movie was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. she ain't she ain't looking so good now, but she definitely was hot in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I know we used to give Tommy a lot of shit for the 90s stuff, but man, <laughs> she, she was my main reason for watching Saved by the Bell every fucking episode. <laughs> I will say, and on a similar, really, words are hard, mm-hmm. on a similar note, that I I can always tell who like really who who I can really vibe with and who I can really trust based on their opinion on Daniel Fishel. Because if you think Daniel like like she is low key underrated like one of the best ever. Oh yeah, fucking Topanga. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, I used yes. to have a I used to have, I used to have a, a saying in the '90s. Smart. I want to bang a Topanga. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like if you can't get down with that, I can't get down with you. My goodness, yes. Yes. After the first, like I said, the first year, but I would say about. The third year, Boy Meets World. Yes, yes. Then there was the an episode. Groceries. There was an episode based on just like, like they, they were like going through puberty or whatever. And they were just like, okay, so we could both agree that we want to fuck her, right? And they're just like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't quite that dirty, but it was like, oh right. my god, check her out! Like all of a sudden, you know, they're they're both into her and they're like fighting over her and shit. All, all all I know is from like season two to three, titties. That's all. That's all I can say about the tag on Boy Meets World. She showed up flat chested one season. By the next year, I'm like God damn, she had a good summer. <laughs> just her lips and just everything, just everything. Oh, summer yes. was always the best. And you'd go back to school, and the girls were yeah. suddenly you'd be like, "What happened to her?" And you know the best thing about it? She's a fucking wrestling fan, an indie wrestling fan at that. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's pictures of her with Leo Rush. 
which makes Leo Rush my favorite wrestler just by default. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know he had to run game. Like, why wouldn't you run game? Like, why wouldn't you take your opportunity? Like, you'd strike out or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. That'd be worth a strikeout. Hey, yeah. every man deserves their opportunity to fail. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be worth a strikeout right there. And she's holding up well. I mean, she got to be in what? At this point, late 30s? Early forties, oh, like older than that, definitely forties. Nah, she can't. She can't be. She nah, can't, she can't be. be that old. She gotta be. She's like, not. She's not older than me. She's not mm-hmm. older than me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are we gonna have to look this up? I'm looking this up now. She get. She. I, I'm guessing thirty eight at oldest. I'm guess. I'm gonna go with forty three. No, she's oh, not really? forty. That'd be older than me. I don't think so. I forgot that no one's that old. No, no, all right. we're we're all wrong. Let me see. She's thirty six. She was born May fifth, nineteen eighty one. There you go. That sounds about right. I knew she was not older than me. Yeah, I feel old. I was still fucking. She was uh, forty six at this point, but still, I feel <laughs> she's only thirty six. I mean, I think the important number there is sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're a black man and you can't appreciate the thickness of Danielle Fischel, we cannot be friends. Your black card is revoked. Actually, you know, what's up with that, by the way? Like, what is it with, and I'm not, I'm not talking about everybody, but there are certain black guys who just won't get down with the pussy. Eating. What's up with that? I don't know about that. You know, I was going to say something. I was going to say something, but the awkward silence was actually the best part of this show right now. <laughs> I will find it awkward. Really embarrassed just... on that one. Well, because, I mean, there's like a line. There's a line in an easy E song where he's like, I might be a woman beater, but I'm not a pussy. But I'm not a pussy eater. That was back uh-huh. in the day. I think things have kind of ch- You know what? Oh, you know what? Since you bring that up, I was having a conversation with my cousin, and we were talking about. The fact that it seems like so many chicks nowadays want to do anal. And that used to be a no-no. Like, I'm not into anal. I'm not into that. I'm, I'm that it's not my it. thing. I'm not, like, there's no part of it that interests me. But it used to be, like, a no-no. But now it's like they all beg for it. So things just, things change, you know, I guess. Sometimes for the better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those black guys who doesn't enjoy a good meal. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I, I had one rule. I just had one rule. I don't mind doing it, but it can't smell like two week old Chinese and regret. <laughs> those are my only rules. Yeah, well, mine. Well, I gotta. I have to watch. I have to see her climb out of the shower, or she has to have <laughs> water dripping off of her hair. I have to know that everything is spick and span. You know. Now, this, this is a good question. Like, since we worked this up, roundtable discussion. What do you prefer, El Natural or the new shave look that a lot of these uh, millennials are into these days? Oh, that's not that, – that's that's before millennial. That was fucking 90s shit, dude. Yeah. 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 Chicks, nice. chicks started in the 90s getting the shaved look. That's when the uh, – that's when the porn got good, when the chicks started shaving. Yeah, when the camera quality, uh, you that know, was the attitude era. <laughs> that, that was the attitude. That's actually just perfect. Oh god, <laughs> that's so perfect, that was... and it's so true. <laughs> and and uh, I will say I do prefer the shaved. As do I. <laughs> 
Yeah. I prefer some kind of grooming. It doesn't have to be like completely bald. It doesn't have to be like landing strip. Just like so I don't I don't want to be like going into the jungle. No, like, and I, I don't I, want I, you to like spread just... your legs and be like in the jungle, <laughs> no, the yeah, yeah. jungle. And landing strip is fine. Even some of the girls now like to put the heart down there. I've had that a couple times. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. But I, I, uh, rest I in peace. Prefer... Uh, rest in peace to the dead. Hate to speak ill. But it, you can't have that little uh, baby dick look that uh, China was rocking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clip dick. No, that's what that's on the streets. What? what? Clip dick. Clip dick. dick. Yes, it's a clip gotcha. that looks like a dick. Yeah, basically that's what it is, and most of those fitness girls get them. Mm-hmm. Because they work that muscle. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of timid when it comes to like the idea of jerking off to Caleb. Because it's like, you, you can't be too sure. I might be there. <laughs> and was it Randall Graves? Was it Randall Graves who said that, you know, there's a thin line between an oversized clit and an undersized penis? Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm always up for a good uh, clerk reference, so uh, thank you for that, Bobby. Oh, fuck. That was funny. Uh, fucking Randall. <laughs> Um. All right. I I I I don't even know where where we were. Um. Well, I do have a quick topic. I want you guys' opinion on this. Oh, this shit. is movie related. Okay. Uh, so Chris Tucker, mm-hmm. who for years turned down the idea of doing another Friday movie, is actively campaigning to try to get a Rush Hour Four done. Who in the fuck <laughs> has been clamoring for fucking Rush Hour Four when the third one sucked? Ass. Yeah, I, I never even saw the third one. I stopped at two. I was good the after one. Rely, I think the people that are clamoring for another rush hour, just like the people who are financially dependent upon Chris Tucker, like that's about <laughs> it. Oh, so like his his family? His family. Yeah, Mrs. Tucker. <laughs> Mrs. Tucker, Mr. Tucker, Tucker brother, brother Tucker, brother Tucker. Right. I mean, both franchises are kind of like deal. Brother Tucker. Me, I feel like there's more creative brother possibilities Tucker. with a. Uh, the Friday deal, just because the first one is so iconic, and it, it would be kind of cool to see where the smoky character would have rant, would have uh, wound up post, you know, post that first one, because we never really got to hear from him or where the character would have ended up. Well, I don't know. I think it'd be too muddled because I think they would try to combine like all of the movies, so you'd yeah. have like Cat Williams' crazy ass just running around. And well, and remember the second one, he did say Smoke went to rehab. Yeah. So. He was trying to get him back. Yeah, That's I don't. I, I I certainly don't need to see a Rush Hour four, and honestly, no. I don't. I don't think I need to see another Friday. You know, I didn't no. want to see any Fridays after the first one. To be perfectly honest, the first mm-hmm. one, the first one told a good story. It was a it was a normal day in the life of a couple of guys in the neighborhood on a Friday. That was it. It was just like, hey, this is this is just us, and this is. These are regular things that happen. After that, it was just all kinds of wacky shit. Oh, now we're security guards at a mall. You know, there's just too much going on. You know, yeah. it's not telling the story. Yeah. yeah, I liked all three of them, but the first one was a classic, and the other two are just aren't well, as good. They can't. You know what it was? The first one, it was it was a situation where a lot of times in Hollywood, movies are made that not that are unexpected hits. Nobody, when that movie was made, I guarantee you, nobody expected it to become like the cult classic. Not even cult classic, just mainstream classic that it 
with Wanda becoming. And yeah. then once the movie blows up like that movie did, and Hollywood comes calling, eventually it kind of like the the original concept gets betrayed, which is what we saw in you know you got Friday and next Friday, Friday at the next two weeks from Friday, I got laid off, I'm gonna get high fry. All these fucking right, right. sequels. But you know what? I think that was still all Ice Cube's call, though. He was in he was in control of all of that. You know, I don't I don't think there were too many people pressuring him to move in a certain direction. I think that was really all him. He saw the money. I'm not gonna fault him for that. He saw mm-hmm. where the money was. Friday was such a big hit. He said, "Hey, I can keep these checks coming in." Well, he started spinning it off. What was that? First Sunday was yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he started doing some spin, and that was you know the Cat Williams and who oh, was it? Yeah. And Cat that was, Williams, Ice Cube. Yeah, it was uh, bad. Tracy Morgan. Yeah, it yeah. was bad. It was a Weebs bad with a movie. Hot take here. Weebs is saying that he would rather Day Day over Smoke, which <laughs> I think it just in general as people, I do think Mike Epps is funnier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they're also bringing up Jackie Chan since we brought up uh, Rush Hour. I do want to say that new Jackie Chan movie, The Foreigner. Watch. The fucking trailer. That movie looks badass. Badass. Is it it Rumble in the Bronx badass, though? I think it might be better. This movie looks fucking really, really fucking good, man. I I might even have to, like, go to the theater to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, this movie looks good. The Foreigner, though. Check out the... uh, Jump on YouTube. There's three or four different um, trailers for it, but... Jackie Chan's a bad motherfucker in this movie. Speaking of bad motherfuckers, aren't they about to make another movie about Bruce Lee? Uh, WWE dis- distributed a Bruce Lee sort oh, of no. fic- a fictional Bruce Lee documentary. Oh, no. Yeah, it was WWE bad. WWE Films, man. Come no, 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 no. It wasn't a WWE film. They were just the distribution company for it. Oh, then it's got to have a chance. But like you just said, it's terrible. So whatever. It's it it got really bad review. It was a fictional story about the fight he had with um Chuck oh Norris. No, the the fight he had that that in the Dragon movie showed his back getting broken, where that really didn't happen. Mm. But um, ah, uh, Young Jack, I believe is his name. And young Y U N G, not Y O U N G. Young Jack, I think that's his name. Um, which he really did fight the guy, but this is a fictional story about it, and it did really bad. If 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 I don't even want to watch it, it really got bad reviews. And I'm a we know I'm a Bruce Lee fucking. Go ahead, call me a Bruce Lee Mark. I don't care. All I know is I can't wait till we get to the episode where we review uh. Seth Rollins beating the fuck out of Wesley Snipes on film. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. We're going to have to review that movie. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm sorry. I know, like, Wesley Snipes most likely is going to be the heel in the movie. I still can't picture fucking Wesley Snipes, who is a legitimate badass, by the way. No <laughs> selling for a wrestler. I'm sorry. I just can't picture it. Even on uh, film, I, I, I can picture Wesley throwing a little fit about that, like, no, this motherfucker ain't. This little motherfucker ain't beating me up. Fuck that. <laughs> Shit. When he is in his life right now, he's just taking the paycheck and not asking. Uh, Wesley's just thinking this is a paycheck. I'll take it. And that motherfucker probably still owes the government shitloads of money. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a fan. I like Wesley, but he kind of fucked himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uncle I'm Sam still a fan. That 
Yeah, I'm still a fan though. I I I, I like most of Wesley Snipes' movies. You know, there's three sides to every story. Um, apparently, he has a book out telling the whole story of that whole situation. He says not everything went down the way everybody thinks it did. I don't know. I don't know. That wouldn't you know, surprise course, me, dude. Of, of course, he's going to defend himself. Everybody has to defend themselves. But I don't know. There's three sides to every story. So I'm going I'm to yeah. go off topic on this because that's what I've been doing all night. But like, mm-hmm. speaking of, you know who has a book? Fucking Gucci Mane. Oh, Gucci Mane. Has, I don't even know if Gucci Mane can read. How the fuck does he have a book? Right. We need to have Shaheen read some of that book. I sent oh, Shaheen Lord. a message about the book. I can get him the book. book. <laughs> Shaheen yeah. has to do the audio book. Yeah, we need to have Shaheen do some of that, read some of that next next, next uh, wrestling show. We need to I have sent, Shaheen do that. I sent him the cover, like a, a, a JPEG of the cover of the book, and he just sent back, like, hashtag life goals. <laughs> oh, please send. Please try to get him some like excerpts from that him, book. No, I can get him the ebook. Oh, get him the ebook. I will. Yeah, I'll send it to him. <laughs> that can be a regular segment. Shaheen reads passages from that. Yes, I, I, I want to hear Shaheen read Gucci Mang on the air. We <laughs> haven't had that in a long about time. ISIS dog. You know what the fuck I think about ISIS dog? Like yeah. for real, cuz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This needs to be done. This the the new segment for the show. Hurry up and get get on this, Mark. Believe in yourself, motherfucker. Anything possible. <laughs> now we've been talking about comedy, and I did want to mention something real quick. Uh, a couple days ago, October fifth to be exact, that would have been Bernie Mac's. I want to say his fifty ninth birthday. Wow, I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and you talk about you talk about a loss, man. Like I mean, you talk about a guy who should be mentioned. As one of the greats, man, like fuck. That that, you know, that that one kind of when that one went down, that one hurt. You know, we I don't know we, how you guys feel, but that Bernie Mac, that one hurt me. Yeah, that one I I I, I like Bernie Mac. Now have you heard this we've actually mentioned a few people tonight. We mentioned Bernie Mac, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh who else did we mention? Cat Williams. Have you guys heard this new kid that's doing these impressions of these guys? Nope. No. Nope. I'll have to maybe add. I'll find that in the next couple of days and put or the tonight after the show, and I'll add it to the end. There's some kid out there. I do not know his name. I honestly wish I did. Maybe someone in the chat room knows this kid, this guy's name, but um, he does good and really good impressions of all those guys. Eddie Murphy. He does Kevin Hart. He does Bernie Mac. He does Cat Williams, and a lot of them are fucking dead on. His Bernie Mac is dead on. His Eddie Murphy is even the laugh is dead on. <laughs> it's it's and I I I'll have to add it later because I couldn't play it even if I could find it. But I'll if I remember I'll 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 add that in the end of the show. We can listen to this kid do it. Maybe I'll even try to find his name. Oh. What's kind of trippy is that like Charlie Murphy had the Eddie Murphy laugh too. A little bit, but not as, like, not as pronounced. A clip, there's a clip from Chappelle's show where Dave says something like it's an outtake where he says something super funny and he just has fucking Eddie, uh, Charlie Murphy doing the Eddie Murphy laugh the entire time. Ah. Yeah, I'm trying to find this kid. And uh, and if you really want to feel old, uh, I don't know if anybody – has anybody had a chance to check out the uh, Death Comedy Jam 25 special on Netflix? Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. 
Yep, twenty. Yeah, it's actually uh, it debuted on July first of uh, ninety two. So this is the twenty fifth year of the show. Oh wow! And they got like yeah. Steve Harvey on there. Uh, Adele like, Gibbons. at what point did that just go to shit? Like, probably, what... was, probably when they tried to make Flex Alexander a thing on that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but for the most part, I consider it a success because if you look at how many people blew up because of that show. Oh yeah, it broke, just mentioned it broke Bernie so Mac, Chris times. Tucker. Well, Martin, initially, yeah, uh, initially it was oh, very young. That's why. That's why I asked when it went to shit because, like, I can't remember. Like, you guys, you guys do, but like, as far as I, I could remember, it was never really all that good. Like, initially it was great, but like, I'm saying when I was growing up, it wasn't good. Yeah, well, for me, for me, it was for me, it was great when Martin was the host. After that, I lost interest. Do y'all remember BET Comic View? Oh yeah. Yeah, like I, I can't remember a single person that came off of it, but I just remember watching it back in the day. Oh yeah, there were a lot of lot of staples in the nineties on there. Hamburger, Shucky Ducky, uh fucking uh Wanda Sykes, all of them were on there. Hamburger. <laughs> exactly. I like that guy. I I thought he was funny as shit. It was stupid, but it was Bob. funny. <laughs> Sorry guys, what Anthony go ahead re- repeat that. Uh, Denny Live. You remember a guy named Denny Live, uh, Bobby? No, who's that? Uh, he's out of Philly. I want to say he was on Comic View. What was that other show on BT? Or oh, they might have had like a com- like a comedy contest. I forgot the name of the show, but that's where I was introduced to him. He's actually a pretty funny guy. You know what? I think this is. Uh, I think Weebs just gave me this guy Jay, and he he's uh, he's from Saturday Night Live, and I didn't realize that Jay Faroa. Faroa. Pharaoh, is it Pharaoh? Yeah, I know who he is. That's that's the guy. He does really fucking good impressions of those guys. Aries Spears did some good impressions too. He did like Jay Z. Jay Z, yeah. Yeah, I I I like Aries Spears. He got he got a... fat as shit. He got real really? fat. Yeah, look look him up. Like type in like two thousand seventeen Aries Spears. He is fat as a motherfucker. And like, he looks off, like Bruce Bruce right now. <laughs> and he's like super bitter right now, which is great. He gives great. He gives, he gives fucking phenomenal interviews and shit. You know, like there last was year, last year they tried to bring back Mad TV and they, they had a new cast. What? Brought, yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought it back. It was on like the CW or something. No, 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 no. And they wanting... tried to have the old people, like like every week they'd have a member of the original cast show up, like a special guest, and it was just, it was dog shit. No, I'm saying what to uh, this picture of Aries Spears. This is Aries Spears? I'm saying he's fatter than a motherfucker right now. Dude. What the fuck? Now, I, I, I'll tell you what. I remember he had a interview with a local radio station that used to be in Florida, 94.9 Zeta FM. Uh, two guys, Paul and young Ron. And Aries Spears was there and did an interview. And once he left... They started talking a little bit of shit about him. Aries Spears came back and <laughs> fucking berated these two guys. Nice. On <laughs> air. It was fucking incredible. I'll bet you could find that on YouTube. But he <laughs> he literally turned around, had his driver turn around, come back, somehow got back upstairs, and then just berated these two guys. <laughs> it was good shit. I remember listening live to that shit. <laughs> that was great. Yep. That's Paul. fucking great. 
Yeah, they were two morning DJs, Paul and Young Ron in the morning. I don't know. They might still even be around for all I know. Speaking of Mad TV, though, you know who was underrated in terms of attractiveness was uh, fucking Deborah Wilson. Deborah fucking Wilson. You know what I really like know. about she her? She can get it. She can get it. She does not mind showing her tits in any fucking thing that she's in, and I love that about her. Yep. Yeah. I feel the same way about Jamie Presley. I do. Oh, she's absolutely. Fine. I feel the same way about Jamie Presley. She is a good egg. <laughs> she is ready to show them titties. Put a couple of good eggs in her. I could put a couple of good eggs in her. Amber <laughs> Wilson still looks pretty good. I'm looking at recent photos of her. Yeah, she's all tatted up and everything. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was... Uh... Uh, yeah, I can't believe that's Airy Spears. He, he 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 doesn't even look like Airy Spears anymore. I mean, he... no, it's that kind of sad. But uh, oh, let's see here. Man, he looks like he ate Airy Spears. All right. All right, since we're talking about <laughs> sketch comedy, real quick, how would you rank these? Uh, in what order would you rank these? Original SNL, In Living Color, Mad TV. All at their peaks. See, I, I, I before Any original SNL, SNL, I'd go with too. like I'd go with like '90s SNL more than original, Ooh, which might 90s. not be popular. But I mean, Chris Farley was fucking killing it. Oh, you're going Chris Farley because I'm thinking the cast that had uh, Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, uh, Sherry O'Terry, Molly Shannon, Anna Gasteyer, Maya Rudolph. That was a fucking incredible cast right there. Speaking that was of good. underrated attractiveness, Maya Rudolph, I mean, she could get it too. Yeah, she was, she was, yeah. she, I yeah, mean, she was wasn't great, but she was alright. That cast was good, but I mean, come on, let's go back, let's think about this. Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, yes. fucking uh, yeah, Eddie Chase, Murphy, Belushi. Huh? Chevy Chase is a bit overrated, in my opinion. I'm not going to deny that he was a very slapstick, one-dimensional comedian. I'm, I'm, or, or actor. Let's put it that way. Let's, let's call him a one-dimensional actor. He was, he was the guy you waited for to fall down and 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 laugh. He was good you know, on Community, though. But I guess he like got fired because he used the word a bunch of times. Well, he's you a dickhead. I, I would yeah. like to mention a couple of things about uh, Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the original, uh, the original not ready for primetime players, which was the name for the original cast of, uh, SNL Chevy chase. They put, they put a lot of faith in Chevy chase. They put too much faith in Chevy chase when they put together the cast of SNL, because he was, believe it or not, he was looked at as kind of a sex symbol. You know, he was the one that all the girls thought, seriously, he was the one that all the girls thought was cute. So, oh, um, the seventies. So he was positioned. Okay, he, he was positioned well. as the star. <laughs> so let me tell you something, folks. If Chevy Chase was considered a pussy magnet in like nineteen seventy six, there's hope for everybody. Uh-huh. It's crazy. It's crazy, but that's how it was. He was positioned as the star of the show, so he was heavily protected, and he really, honestly, couldn't live up to that. But they wanted to push him to make movies and things, which is why he left early. And the original cast, Bill Murray, was not part of that cast. He came in to replace or to fill the empty spot that Chevy Chase left. Right. Um, now, I don't I don't remember if uh, I don't remember if you guys mentioned this during the um, Animal House movie, which I really, really wanted to be on. But Skype fucking hated me. Every part in Animal House, all of the main characters were written for 
that cast of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. If you really if you really break down the characters and their traits, you can really put them. You know, you can match them up, and you can see who was supposed to be who. They fit like a glove. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's like B Meg says in the chat. He was in the uh, Paul Simon video. You can call me Al. And if yep. he was a, by the way, if he was a, if he was a, like a fucking pussy magnet back in the day, based on how he looks now, I'm fucking Drake. <laughs> like if that's what women wanted back in the day, if I could get a time machine, it'd be over. Yeah, and BMX also BMX also says if uh, Rick Okasek can get uh, supermodels, it proves being a rock star is the answer. I believe he's talking about the gentleman from the Cars. Uh, he was married to Paulina, the supermodel who I used to have a, when I was a kid, I had a big picture of her on my wall with her signature because I got her autograph. See, I, I never understood that. Like, well, honestly, I never really understood the point of having like pictures of attractive women on your wall. Like, are you going to just like look at the wall and jerk off? This was, dude, I was 15 years old. It was 19. Uh, I mean, I'm just I was, saying in general. Yes. Though. I was yes, younger, actually. Yes. I was 14 years old. Well, I mean, I came up on the internet. Like, I, I grew up with the internet, so yeah, oh, different so, yeah. times. Oh, yeah. I grew up with the that internet. I didn't. The first computer I had took ten minutes to load up a picture of one kid. Okay, right. You didn't. Somebody you didn't called. jerk off to the abacus back in the day. No, I had to use fucking Playboys for my dad's room. R.I.P. Yeah. Hugh Hefner. Exactly. R.I.P. Hugh. We, we we definitely got into that, but uh, man, by let's like, see up until ninety one. We should all be so lucky. Yeah, no kidding. By the way, BMX, The Cars is probably my favorite 80s band of all 80s bands. I love The Cars. Uh, Fucking amazing, some of the songs they did, man. Love them. But, um, yeah, man, that original cast of fucking Saturday Night Live made... I mean, I got to be honest. Right now, I think Saturday Night Live is surviving on their name recognition because all they do now is make fun of the president and that's not going to get you too far i hate to tell you it's and and it's safe comedy and when you when you think about it i'm glad Mm -hmm. you brought that up they're living off a legacy if you look at the original five years clearly that a lot of that was coke fueled (laughs) they were highly uh, under the influence of some things but they didn't give a fuck yeah, they were pushing it was the, the 70s. Of they what they basically do. were willing to go there and call out the president. Who who was the president at the time? Gerald Ford. Ford. They would basically yeah. call people out on on their bullshit. Now Saturday Night Live, as we record this in 2017, is very safe. They'll take little punches and little jabs, but nothing like they was in like the 70s and early 80s. You know, no. I think another I think another problem with SNL right now as well is like one of the same problems with WWE. You know, back in the day, back in the 70s, they had a handful of writers. They had a couple of writers and, you know, the actual performers wrote a lot of the sketches themselves. Now mm-hmm. they just they have too many people doing too many things, too many script changes at the very last minute. And just the performers are just food. not and the performers are just not nearly as good, like just noticeably. They're just they they're not nearly as talented as the the original cast. No, and like you said, they literally they had a right to stay on the show. If you didn't if, if you didn't get skits on the show, you know, almost weekly, they didn't need you. They would get rid of you. Right. Garrett Morris in the original cast, he he thought he was hired to be a writer because that's all he was. 
mm-hmm. wasn't an actor. He wasn't a stand-up comedian, nothing. He was just a writer. And he didn't find out until they brought him in that he was going to be on camera. He was not comfortable with that. They said, well, you can do this or you can not have a job. He said, well, fuck it, <laughs> put me on camera. Yeah. And yeah. How, how, how funny is that? SNL had a token black guy and Living Color had a token white guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, In Living Color was an incredible sketch comedy show. And I think yes, they got... Up until fucking the once the Waynes basically disassociated themselves or quote-unquote mm-hmm. were forced out, that's when it went downhill. It, it did. It Once did. Keenan stepped away, I'm sorry, that show fucking can eat a dick. <laughs> speaking of speaking of um, the token white guy and in living color, aka Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. James recently, Carrey. Recently, well, yes, well, it's Jim to me, as we have established. I'm, I'm a big Hollywood guy. Anyway, Jimmy, old uh, Jimmy, I, I believe you call him Jimmy. Right, Jimbo. I, Jimbo. All of you guys on the online right now, and all you guys listening, do yourself a favor. Look up Jim Carrey Fashion Week, because just recently. He was at Fashion Week, and they decided to interview him. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, they were like, what do you think about this, about what the models are wearing today? And he's like, we're all just matters and particles. And none of this really matters. And life is just an endless void. And the lady that's interviewing just like, yeah, out. he went pretty crazy. I've, I've, I've heard that whole interview. He did go pretty nutty. Um, I was actually just watching right before I came in here. I was watching Yes Man with Jim Carrey in it. I I I like Jim Carrey. I I don't care what he does. I think he's a an incredibly talented guy who sort of got stuck. What one of one of my favorite movies, Man on the Moon. He did a great job. Excellent movie. One one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies is The Mask. Let me tell you my my earliest Jim Carrey movies. Once bitten, (laughs) but once bitten. I was going to mention that, Mm -hmm. and even earlier than that. I remember Jim Carrey when he was Mallory's boyfriend on Family Ties. <gasps> oh, it's insane! Wow. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody feel awkward. But I swear, like, I think the first time I saw Jim Carrey outside of SNL was probably like Ace Ventura when he really blew up. It blew my mind that he was around for like ten, almost fifteen years prior to that. You know what mm-hmm. blows my mind about Jim Carrey? He's a clean was- comic. He's not the cursing comic. He he he's always been the clean comic, and a lot of the clean comics never make it to where Jim Carrey did. The level Jim Carrey made it. They say it's Bob Saget. Yeah, well, no, th- you know who they turn. You know who they turn into? Extremely dirty. <laughs> Extremely dirty. But you know who they turn that was into? Sarcasm. They they turn into Jeff Foxworthy. Who's had a, a? I'm not going to say he's not had a successful career because he has. Yeah. But you might be a hack comedian if you make your entire special on one premise. You know what? He might be a hack comedian, but he's got enough money to go on Shark Tank and invest in companies. Yeah, it's great that he has money that he's not going to starve, but he can eat a dick. He's an embarrassment to the fucking art form of stand-up comedy. Fuck I, him and his I, stupid I, commercials. He can I won't dick. deny any of that, but. The guy found a fucking niche. Yeah, he yeah. made tons of money off of it, and he he was smart enough to just stick with it and not try to fucking, well, let me get out of this pigeonhole I'm in. He stuck with it, and you know what? He brought fucking two other comics along that made millions off of his fucking coattails. I will say that's the only positive thing that he's done is that he brought a spotlight to Ron White. Yeah, Ron White and I mean Larry the Cable Guy. I I I like. I've been I've seen him before, but 
Wait, 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 no, 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 you can't marry the cable guy I like. I do. Really? I think he, look, I, I don't think he's, he's not great. He's not a good comic. He's a hack, too. Yeah. But I, I, I find some of his stuff funny. I, I actually went to see him at a club called Uncle Funny's in Fort Lauderdale. With Criss Cross? No, Criss Cross was, Chris Cross was not there. His Tom, his stand-up was Chris Cross. I actually like his, his movies are a pleasure of mine. What? Repeat that, Anthony. I was saying, like, I can't stand Larry Larry the Cable Guy as a stand-up comic, but his movies are a guilty pleasure of mine. Oh, they're movies... so bad, they're actually good. See, I'm, I'm I'm opposite. I actually think his stand-up comedy is better than any of his fucking movies. His movies are deplorably horrible. Yeah, his movies are dog shit, but I'll give him credit for putting Ma- Megan Price in there. It at least gives people something to look at. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, you give him a little bit, but, I mean, I... I, I... I can tell you a story about Larry the oh, Cable Megan Guy. Oh, Megan with pitch, yeah. <laughs> yes, you have to. I can tell you a small story about the Larry the Cable Guy concert. I I, I thought I was dying that that when I went to see Larry the Cable Guy. Would you drop um, acid? I'm gonna drop no, acid. No, actually, I I'm 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 on my way and I smoked a joint on the way down, and uh, you know, like like I usually do, As and. On the way down, and I I get down there. I'm with my uh, my girlfriend at the time. Her name is Kim, and I get down there, and we're we go to order a beer. I sit down. I stand up to go to the bathroom, and my equilibrium just must have just said, "Hey, fuck you," and I started spinning and seeing black. I literally thought I was going to die at Uncle Funny's nightclub on the night I went to see Larry the Cable Guy. How embarrassing would that be? Um, but uh, I fainted. I dropped. The, I I just dropped to the fucking ground. Haven't even I, have had not even had a beer yet. I would like to congratulate you because you've actually come up with. I never thought there'd be something more embarrassing than dying of autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> dying during a Larry the Cable Guy show. So, but I, I, I still don't know what happened. It's the only time I've ever actually dropped to the ground and fainted like that. But I literally thought I was dead. I'm like, my God, I'm not even thirty years old, and I'm fucking dying in Uncle Funny's at the at the worst place to die. But I don't know what happened. I still don't know to the to this day. I don't know what happened. I passed the fuck out. Right. So we're talking about shitty comedians. We got to bring this back to some good ones. And I, and I want to throw out a statement to see if you guys agree with me here. All right. Just bear with me. Oh, shit. Uh, had he not passed away prematurely, mm-hmm. Patrice O'Neill, I honestly think that Cat Williams and uh, Kevin Hart would not have careers because Patrice O'Neill would have blown him away, in my opinion. Because I think he's one of those guys that gets overlooked in a conversation. Kevin Hart and who? Yeah, Kevin Hart and who else? Uh, I said, uh, Cat Williams. I because they because you look at and I was a cat and I'm a, I was a Cat Williams fan, but he flamed out quick. Do you know? Do you know who might not have a career had uh, Pat, Pat, Patrice O'Neill lived? Who's that? And uh, this may be very unpopular. Craig Robinson. Yeah, that, that's I, I can see that actually. Guess. Craig Robinson might not be as popular as he was. If Patrice O'Neill had actually made it, because I really think a lot of the parts Craig Robinson took, I could see Patrice taking and killing just like he did. 
See, and I will say to Anthony's point, I don't think I don't think it would have it, Patrice being alive would have affected Cat Williams or Kevin Hart that much, because like not, nothing against Patrice, I think he's funnier than at least Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. But like I just he I think he would have stayed in the lane of just not getting enough credit because that's where he was when he was alive. Because I mean, he, he, I think he's yeah. funny as shit. But like like my, like that bit where he does about uh the abused animals, mm, that yeah. shit is fucking incredible. Hi, yeah. I'm white lady. <laughs> and I mean, he was always, I mean, he would go on Opie and Anthony. He was a hilarious guy, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it was shocking when I, I turned on Opie and Anthony and they were talking about how he, you know, just passed away. I mean, it was just so sudden. Like he was unable to be beaten in an argument. Like I saw, oh. I saw a video of him on like on Fox News where he was talking about, they were talking about Daniel Tosh making a rape joke and whether or not that was too far. And like he had, like he had the lady that was on there just to professionally be outraged, and like she was supposed to be standing in her position and saying that that was too far. And like Patrice had her fucking cracking up by the end of this end of the interview. Like he was yeah. fucking magical. Oh yes. he, yeah, he he could handle anything. He really could. He 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 was a unique kind of comic. Yeah, and he could take anything. He could handle the heckling. He knew how to deal with that shit. He just with the Trump shit especially, and, he would be having a field day right now, man. Yeah, and you know, uh, B Megs is bringing up another comedian, Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I saw him live too. He was so fucked up live, he couldn't even remember his show. He was asking the audience to call out, literally call out segments of his show so he right. could do them for us. He was that uh, fucked up. Yeah, and I was that- at the late show. Yeah, I was at the late show, so he'd been getting fucked up all night. That was disappointing, but I, like honestly, when he was on, he he honestly is my second favorite to Dave Chappelle. Oh, he's Dave amazing. Chappelle, and then him, he is fucking incredible. Mitch Hedberg was amazing, and you know, you bring up Mitch Hedberg, you have to also bring up Stephen Wright. Yeah, yeah. underrated. There, there was a bit. There was a well, not a bit, but like he was being heckled, Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had the guy come on stage, and then Mitch sat in his chair, and the guy, like, started trying to do a joke. And, like, you just hear him go, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everyone cracked. It was great. Yeah, Hedberg was great. I hate to say this, but he was the he was the one comedian I knew was not going to be with us long. No. He was not shy about the drugs he took. He was yeah. not shy about saying, what you know, how much he loved to party and drink and this and that. You almost knew he was going to be the the one who you know you were going to hear about. He OD'd. You but knew he was such a, he was such a great guy though, because there's a story mm-hmm. that goes online about him, where like he was performing at Arizona State, and these kids were telling him that like the air conditioner in their dorm broke, and then like the next day he showed up with a brand new air conditioner for him. Like, yeah, he, he seemed like. He seemed like a really cool guy. I mean, I, I unfortunately that night I, would try, I tried to get his autograph that night, and he was way too fucked up. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm lucky I got to see him. Not a lot of, I mean, a, a, a lot of people did, but not a lot of people uh, that uh, I know got to see him live, and I did. I'm really fucking proud of that. Yeah, like BMEX says in the chat here, one of his lines from his stand-up, I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to, too. Yeah. Like, like that's fucking, that's great. Yeah, Hedberg was another one of the uh, definite greats. But, I mean, like I said, Stephen Wright is also kind of like, uh, 
I believe Mitch Hedberg kind of got some of his not not his act, but some of his persona from the Stephen Wright character. Yeah, he was uh, definitely an inspiration. Him and yeah. uh, actually, you know who doesn't get credit? Emo Phillips. Emo Phillips, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, if you don't know who Stephen Wright is, he was the guy on the couch and half baked, <laughs> and he was also the voice of K. Billy's on uh, in Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I forgot about that, but yeah. Yep. He was the guy doing all the songs. He was the radio DJ in Reservoir Dogs. So that's a little forever. idea. Been yes, around he since has. like the early '80s and still doing it, still doing the same act. Just great. Like it's never, it never gets old. It doesn't get old. He's so he he's great. I I love Stephen Wright. I've I've got a couple of his albums. So. Yeah, he's really good, good comic, and I, I, I like him too, man. Like one of his jokes that I'm gonna loosely paraphrase is like he went to a bookstore and he like, he asked where the self help section was, and the lady told him that that would defeat the purpose. Oh, fuck yeah! I can't even think of any Stephen Wright, but yeah, he's. He, uh, let's see, Doug Stanhope. Uh, B Mex is asking about what happened to Doug Stanhope. Um, another guy who admits to drug use and people don't want to book him. Super heavy drinker. Yeah, I think people just don't want to book him because they're afraid of having the guy die on their dime. I I think. I really do. He was at a comedy club here last October, actually. Yeah, he still does. Here and there, I know he still does stuff, and I, stuff, and I know Joe Rogan kind of uh, likes him, and you know he talks about him some. But... Well, they did the man show together, right? Yeah, for a little while there, they did, did the man show together until it got taken over by the other two jackholes who fucked the show up. Well, they weren't the original ones, though, right? The original ones were uh, fucking Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, but I did. That show was. It had I, a limited I, shelf life. I, I mean, the only good part, of the, the the trampoline, the chicks jumping on trampolines, was the best part of the show. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, yeah. I can co-sign that. Yeah, best part of the fucking show. Otherwise, nah, it was it, it it was just another fucking try on a show. And what was that Spike TV at the time when they were first coming out? You know, and I was I was that hit me at the right point because I was like twelve. Ah. I didn't know any better, and I was like, "Oh yeah, fucking TV for men!" Like, it, like all of it isn't. Yeah, and Spike TV <laughs> now. Um, actually, I heard Mish talking about Spike TV a few weeks ago. He forgot to mention Spike TV is now becoming the Paramount Network. And yes, Paramount Movies Network. Um, they're still having all their shows, but they are being bought out by Paramount. So, I remember when they had that fucking slam ball, like where it was like. Trampoline yeah. basketball. Oh, yeah. Shit was so stupid. Yo, I remember that. I remember when they had Chris Jericho doing the BattleBots show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right and after they had, wrestling. Like, uh, they had a cartoon with Pamela Anderson. It was like Barbarella. Uh, Stripperella. Stripperella. Yeah, Stripperella. Yeah. They should call it the right idea. Quit while you're on top. <laughs> 28 yeah. episodes, and the show's a fucking classic. And then mm-hmm. come back and fucking make more money. Oh my it. god, he killed it. He, yeah, and let's talk about this for a second. There there was an article online that was saying after she found out what Dave Chappelle was making, Amy Schumer demanded to make more for her Netflix special. 
fuck off. Fuck out of here. Just choke on a dick and die. You are not Whoa. Dave Chappelle. Unless your name is Richard Pryor, you are not anywhere near the league of Dave Chappelle. Get the fuck out. She is not even... I mean, Jesus Christ. Talk about it. I mean, uh, uh, she's not even close to a Dave Chappelle level. That would be like fucking Muggsy Bogues demanding to be paid what LeBron James is making. Get the fuck out of here. Like... <laughs> This 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 has really uh, woken Smart up. He's pissed right now. That'd be like, that'd be like Zach. You know what? That that'd be like Zach Ryder wanting John Cena money. Yeah. How's that? Like, Mojo I mean, Rowley wanting John Cena money. I watched her special. She's not bad. But she's, she's not, not funny either. She's not Chappelle. No, no, no. I fuck her, man. No, no, no. Fuck the. Put it to you like this. I, I don't find her funny at all. She's decent, but like she's she's not Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's one of the greatest of all time. You're just somebody who talks about like being fat and getting dick. Like shut well, the fuck up. She actually has been called out for stealing jokes, so in my opinion, she's a fucking female Carlos Mencia. She, she wants more money for fucking jokes she didn't write. Like, you're lucky that you get to exist as a female comedian because if you were a male comedian that was stealing jokes, you'd be Carlos Mencia and your ass would be gone. Get the fuck out of here. Joe Rogan could would see to that. Um, real quick, uh, B makes is asking uh, our opinions on Joe Rogan's stand up. I like Joe Rogan's stand up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think Joe Rogan is funny. Not all of his stuff is funny, but a majority of Joe Rogan's stuff yeah. is very funny. I like and you know, stuff. that was that was my mm-hmm. first exposure to him was as a stand up comic before he started doing Fear Factor and UFC and all of that. My first exposure to him was as a stand up. Yeah, I heard he's ready too. I see. I heard his stand up, and then I saw him on news radio, which I love that show. Oh, I forgot he was on news radio. Yeah. Yes, he was. Before yeah. that, that was his first. Uh, no, second. He did a show called Hardball before news radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, his stand up's kind of hit or miss for me. I like the part where it's like there's a bit where he talks about explaining to the it's like aliens if aliens ever landed here, why the Kardashians are famous. Yep, yep. Funny. I mean, look, but like, I like him as a person. I like his overall vibe. I like his podcast and shit like that. His podcast is good. Joe, look, Joe Rogan, it, it, he is hit or miss. Some of his, if you listen to a Joe Rogan comedy show, you're not going to laugh at everything. He's sort of out there. He's opinionated. He's another very, um, yeah. He's sort of an advocate for hallucinogenic drug use, which a lot of he's people don't. He's very much an advocate for. Hallucinogenic very drug much. Use. I mean, you know, DMT. He does yeah. all that shit, but hyperbolic uh, mm-hmm. chambers and shit. Yeah, and he float tank. He's a big into the fucking float tanks and shit. But I like Joe Rogan. I think his comedy is pretty good. Pretty good. Not great. I mean, he's not at a fucking, you know, Eddie Murphy level to me, but he's funny. Definitely funny. I like the guy. I love his part about Brock Lesnar, that Brock, oh, yeah. you know, if Brock wanted to fuck you, he could. Not that he's, he's gay. <laughs> right. I've, I've played it before for Shaheen yeah. because Shaheen likes laughing at it, but I, I, I like that. I like a lot of his fucking stand-up. He's a, he's a funny guy. Actually, that's kind of the funny thing is the only thing I don't like about him is him on UFC commentary. Because, like, he, he throws such a little bitch fit over any time the fans boo. And it's like, yeah, the fans are going to boo when you fucking charge them 80, 100, two, you know, whatever it is for a ticket. And you see people that are just fucking 
doing nothing but laying on top of each other for fucking 15 minutes. Yeah, they're going to be mad. I don't care yeah. if it takes effort and technique and stamina and bullshit like that. Like, people want to see people get fucking knocked out and get brain damage and shit like that. That's why they're paying to see a fucking <laughs> cockfighting. The fuck yeah, is in the 90s. Yeah, but yeah. the difference—the uh, difference is he—he he sees what the guys are doing down there because he's been in the situation before. I mean, he is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Let's not fucking and, and Taekwondo. Let's not bullshit. Rogan is a legit bad motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he understands. It does, and he understands what these guys are doing down there, what they're going through, what they're trying to do, yeah. and he can usually see it before they do it, but. Yeah. He, but yeah, I do understand the majority of UFC fans don't know. All they know is these guys beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> most of them, let's face it, most of them were probably at the fucking Jason Aldean concert. No, I mean, um, but, to keep it real, like. <laughs> I put it to you like this. It's I like know. If you, to, if you go to see one of these blockbusters where they blow up a bunch of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody really cares about what goes into. This is the CGI and the technical aspects. They just want to see shit blow up and be done with it. Yeah. Most people, when they watch like any type of athletic exhibition or a movie, they just want to turn their brains off and not think about how it's made, but just show me the shit so I can move on with my life. Now, see, I, I will say, like as a UFC fan, I, I do understand the amount of effort and technique and just fucking stamina they're exerting. Like, I know that, like getting into the clinch and doing the fucking, you know, mat work, ground wrestling and shit. It, it takes a lot out of you, and it's, right. it's really impressive. But, like, just as visual, to to consume it visually, it is not entertaining. It just right. isn't. It is what I it agree. is. I agree. People want to see, people want to see Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the best brawl. Fuck. You know what? Yeah. Fuck it. That was the best war I've ever seen in the octagon. I'll call oh, it a come war. Come on now. Come I mean, on. There's a reason why Donald Cerrone is the same so level? popular. What, what? What? Anthony? You don't think Punk and Gall was on the same level? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, an embarrassing, folks, but... embarrassing fucking level. But look, I mean, you, 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 that is what people want to see. They want to see Forrest sure. Griffin and Stephen Bonner go in there. And throw hand to hand the whole fight, not end up on the ground. But that's not what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is. And unfortunately, UFC has become this such a big conglomerate that you know it, it's it's sort of like boxing now. I mean, the not celebrities even. go there, and people want they crowds. And you just said you said it before. Crowds don't want to see you on the ground trying to get a fucking. A Kimura locked in because well, they don't know that. what you're doing. Not even that. Like, if you're going for a submission, if you're trying to finish the fight, that's fine. But there's a lot of just grinding it out. Like, right now, the wrestling, like, amateur wrestlers have a stranglehold over the UFC and mm. MMA in general. And, like, the way that they fight is just not in Like, Daniel Cormier is a great dude as a person, but he's boring as fucking dog shit. This yeah. is the thing. This is the thing. Fans fans want action. I mean, I know that's what you just said, but I mean, we're we're li- we live in an age of advertisements, quick advertisements and action and highlights and you know, look at look at let's look at boxing. I'm not I'm not a big MMA guy. I don't dislike yeah. it. I just I'm just not that into it. But let's look at mm-hmm. boxing. You can't take an actual boxing match and make it into an entertaining movie. 
everything on Rocky is fictional. And look at all of those fucking fights. They come as soon as the bell rings. They come out and they're beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah. That does, how, how, how many box actual boxing matches have you seen that type of fighting in? Speaking Hardly of ever. which, since you have identified yourself as a boxing fan, did you see the Triple G Canelo Alvarez oh, fight? I didn't say I'm a boxing fan. I'm not. But oh, I, my I, bad. My I bad. I well, understand and, it a little more than I than I understand MMA. Well, you know what, you. and that's and 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 you know one of the biggest fighters right now. We'll we'll, we'll go ahead and say it is Floyd Mayweather. And you know what, he's not an exciting fighter. Not at all. No. He waits. He waits. He backs up. He dodges. He ducks. He dodges. He waits for you to make a mistake, and then the fight will get exciting. Exactly. But ninety percent of, of a Floyd Mayweather fight is him ducking, dodging, moving, and it's not exciting. He doesn't press the action. So, yeah, I mean, I I understand, but yet he's the highest-paid fighter out there right now. You know, I will say what's surprising is that... He knows how to talk. He talks people into the building to steal a a wrestling phrase. Yeah. He talks people into the building. He's like the Hulk Hogan of boxing. He doesn't have to do much, but he knows how to draw. He knows how to make money. Knows how to put an ass every eighteen inches. I will say to give him credit, and it makes my skin shiver, like it makes my skin crawl because he's a piece of shit as a human uh-huh. being. But yeah. the fight with Conor McGregor was actually way better than people thought it would be. Like just realistic. I agree. I agree. Like, it was an entertaining I, yeah. fight. Like people thought it was just going to be like a fucking circus act, and that was like, and that makes sense. But like, it, it actually was pretty decent. I, I look. I said this one. The fight. I, I thought it was going to be a joke of a fight. I, I, I think no matter what, Conor McGregor should mark that as a fucking win for him for going as many rounds as he did, with the uh, a, a boxer the level of Mayweather. But I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the fight. I thought it was an entertain for a Mayweather fight. It was actually an entertaining fight. Yeah, I'll dude, put a lot of that. Absolutely won because if you think about the amount of money that he made. Mm. And the fact that he lasted as long as he did, he has instant credibility now. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he decides to fight again, he'll make a shitload of money, like UFC, not boxing. But, like, he has he made so much money off that fight that he doesn't need to fight again if he doesn't want to. No. He, it, no. It's it's all positive. It, it was all a net gain for him. It was. It was. and But it was actually, like I said, it was actually a entertaining fight, and I didn't expect it to be. I thought it was going to be a joke. I thought either Mayweather was going to fucking knock the shit out of him for every fucking round, or they were going to really make a joke of it, and Mayweather was going to say, fuck it, I made $350 million, I'll take a fucking dive. Yeah, I thought, I actually, I thought he was going to take a dive. Do you think they kind of work? Because it just it it seemed kind of like to me implausible that a novice. I mean, I know, like I said, McGregor in the world of UFC is fucking goat. He like he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to take a novice and like put him in a boxing world where he doesn't have that much experience and have him go ten rounds, don't you think that's a little bit unbelievable? No. Well, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Go ahead. Because like he like okay he's not a trained boxer but he mm-hmm. gets punched in the face for a living. Like, he has to endure punishment. And Floyd Mayweather is not a knockout artist. He's not a knockout guy. He doesn't get a lot of knockouts. Nope. So, like, if you think about it, he got knocked out because he got gassed. So it seems entirely believable to me that he would end up getting knocked, like, that he'd be able to last that long because Floyd Mayweather just isn't a power puncher. And you know what? I'm going to say this one more time. If the fight was fixed, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good show. 
I don't. It was a good show, and that's what I wanted to see. I don't care if the fight was fixed. I really don't. Those guys. Look, if you didn't understand that that was nothing but a money fight, then you really don't belong watching sports at all. That's what that was. It was a marketing. It was it, it, it was a marketing ploy. That's all it was. Yeah, I mean, essentially going into it, I thought we were just going to get some good promos, and that's exactly what we got. We did. We, got, we did. We got fucking Conor McGregor talking about he's the same as black guys below the waist. That's <laughs> fucking incredible. You know what? This fight delivered on every level, in my yes. opinion. That that fight. <laughs> that deadline. Yeah. But that, that, that fight delivered on every level. You got the good promos. You got the good fight. You got the good buildup. You basically had a little rocky story in that fight. Yeah. And the entire world was watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. People watched just for the fact that everyone was going to be talking about it, and they didn't want to be the only one not knowing what was going on. Yeah. And that that, that says something right there because, you know, that's that's a big thing. But, yeah. Go ahead. Imagine how many Twitter accounts got deleted for fucking tweeting out the streams. Like, that was happening all night long. Oh, I'll bet, man. I'll bet it was, but I don't know, man. I, 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 I hope they don't do another one. They're already talking about doing another one. I don't want. I, I don't. I don't care to see it. They're not doing th- another one. I th- no, one the rumor that uh, they were going to try to do an in a USC type situation, which fucking uh, Mayweather would be a fucking fool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> may, 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 no. Do not go into no Mayweather would be. Idiot to go into McGregor's he's not, fucking he's not, territory. He comes across it sometimes, but he's not. No, he's not touching that. No, Mayweather should retire after this. He's been. He was talking yeah. about retiring after this, and I hope he does. Just get the fuck out. Yeah, get out fifty and zero. No one's gonna fucking. You'll probably hold that record forever. He actually, like in his post-fight interview, he actually came off as charming, which makes me want to throw up in my mouth. But it's the truth. <laughs> Well, I mean, they both came off as respecting each other for you know fighting ability and this and which you know that that made some that that made sense to do. Uh, Connor only had one one move, and that was to either you know say I'm going to fight you again, or I I respect the fact that you're the fighter you are. That, that was it. He had two moves. There was no other move. You know what Mayweather should have said. What? I respect you, Connor man. <laughs> and that would have been it. Oh shit. That would have been it. Okay. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather Floyd in the post fight interview says that he needs to go home to find his smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Alright, where are we gonna go from here, guys? Tit talk? Tit talk. We talked about Jamie Presley a little bit. That was that, that was good. That was good. She never mind showing the tits. And Deborah Wilson, skin deep. That's the movie. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yep. And you know what we were talking about? You know, we, we did mention Saved by the Bell earlier, and girls who don't mind showing their tits. Yeah. The other chick, Jesse from what was her name from Saved by the Bell? Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley. She never minded showing anything on fucking film. Yeah. Good for her. She, we talked about her a few weeks ago in Any Given Sunday. You Honestly, like, the best, in my opinion, the best scene from a movie, Brown Bunny. Y'all know about the Brown Bunny? 
I, 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 I am so scared right now. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, do y'all know who Chloe Seventy is? No. Like, she was in uh, Boys Don't Cry, like that movie where uh, like Elizabeth Smart or whatever was pretended to be a boy. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see that movie. I have like no like nobody is on the same wavelength with me on this one. But there no. was a movie called The Brown Bunny where she gave this dude an unsimulated blowjob and she swallowed. Like on film, like it was the most amazing shit. Look up Brown Bunny, like when you guys are done, like look up Brown Bunny. Hey, you'll you'll be amazed. And this was an R rate this wasn't like an X rated flick? It was like an indie movie. I don't know what the rating was, but like yeah, she blew this dude on camera for like for a movie. Like, it was the director of the movie who was in the movie, and, like, she was dating him at the time, and, like, I don't know if she was supposed to swallow, but, like, she ended up being forced to. Yeah, you know, she makes a face, like, she makes a face in the movie where it's, like, what am, like, when you're not expecting it, like, you can tell when the woman's not expecting it, because, like, her eyebrows are raised. Like, her eyebrows will shoot up, like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, you didn't warn me, how dare you? You know, I'll tell you now, there's uh, way too many dick flips in indie movies now. Yeah. Um, just way too many dick flips in the indie movies now. It's just really annoying. <laughs> they, they only do it in those movies to troll Shaheen. See, we, we, that's what I'm talking about. Vincent Gallo, that was the dude in the movie. Weaves is with me. Uh, I need somebody well, to be with me. I feel like I'm all alone here. I feel scared and vulnerable. Of course, God. Weems is with you, two fucking degenerates. Jesus Christ. You're goddamn right, Fab World Order for life. <laughs> By the way, FWO been, getting, FWO been getting more likes this week. I'm going to go old school with my tit talk reference. Lisa Bonet and Angel, was it Angel Heart? Yeah, Angel Heart. Mm. Lisa Bonet oh, is just a, she's an underrated sexy chick, dude. Still And still, uh, she's like 40, I want to say like, probably 50 at this point, but. Y'all, y'all think Cosby made her a cocktail? Do what? Y'all think Cosby made her a cocktail? Oh, I wouldn't blame him, actually. <laughs> That's one if he didn't, I might hold against him. I'd be like, how the fuck could you not do that, dude? What the fuck? Did you not rape her? What's wrong with you? I mean, come on, dude. That's one shit. No, I'm joking. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know the fucked up thing? And and this is before I swear to you, this is before all of this shit came out with him. Uh, there's an episode of the Cosby. This is like towards the end of the series, where he was um he had like this barbecue sauce, and and the whole the whole gimmick of the episode was anytime somebody had some of this barbecue sauce, they would get in the mood. Mm. <laughs> Every time somebody mm. wants to have some of my sauce, so it's almost like he was telling us. Wow. Before he told wow. us. Wow. Yeah, go ahead and get my oh. sauce on WWE. It's, it's, it's actually he did a um because I obviously we all know about the Spanish fly bit, right? That he was going way back in the sixties. He actually yes. did a, a interview on um was it Larry King Live? I want to say it was like ninety one, ninety two, just before the show was about to go off the air. He was like making the rounds, and he basically alluded to the fact that you know sometimes you gotta do something, <laughs> and he was joking at the time, but it's like man. The more you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like once he kind of made it known that he kind of like wanted to own NBC. They say, yeah, we got to take this. We got to take this nigga down. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's one of the stories. They, basically, because it's like they systematically went. It's like it, if you listen to like Jimmy Walker, you know, JJ from Good Times and all these people, it's, it was like a known thing in Hollywood for years yeah. going back to the 70s. Yeah. 
if you yeah, and they didn't say it like it was a big thing. They're like, that's just Bill, you know. Yeah, that's that's just Bill being Bill. Yeah. That's just his thing. Like he's a charming guy. He don't need to do it, but it's just his thing. Yeah, there's an interview with Keenan Thompson. Like he was in that movie Fat Albert. He was Fat yeah. Albert, mm-hmm. and he was saying that Bill Cosby told him that after this movie came out, he'd be swimming in pussy. Hmm. And Keenan was just like, "What the fuck, man? You're Doctor Huxtable. Why are you talking right. to me like this?" <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Doctor Huxtable knew all about the pussy. <laughs> and the urinated pussy. <laughs> Sitting there, goddamn, trying to fucking look. Try my barbecue sauce. It's good. Uh, I got a barbecue sauce over here on WWE.com. Sausage. Yeah, sausage. Uh, taste my sauce, bitch. <laughs> the greatest. The greatest. Come on. Taste my sauce. Swallow that sauce, girl. Come on. Yeah. 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 Come on. King. Try my sauce. I busted open my sauce, King. I busted it open. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, JR, during his podcast, said that he has diabetes, which causes him to be short-tempered with his wife. (laughs) Just the idea that JR just fucking screaming at some bitch makes me laugh. (laughs) What the hell are you trying to do, you stupid bitch? (laughs) God damn it. I'm damn, but I'm a human being. Broke my fucking... How the hell did you break the barbecue sauce? Where the hell's my insulin? Ah, <laughs> insulin. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Stupid bitch. All right. Well, where are we going from here, guys? I think we pretty... I don't know if we can go anywhere else from here, but over. Uh, I think JR is going to call this one. <laughs> We have to we have to end on a bad JR impression. <laughs> he does appreciate the hot tag. I appreciate the hot tag. Oh my god, his podcast was creepy as fuck because like anytime he had a female on there, he would oh, just like yes. ask her inappropriate sex. Yeah, I, I that's yeah. literally the reason I stopped listening to JR's podcast. Because so every time he was worse than Vince Russo when China was on. Oh, China, I love you. You're so great. You're fucking wonderful. Oh my God, show me your clit. Uh, you know, fucking Vince Russo, and then you know, but Jr. is like, Jr. is like low key making or like making little references. Like, show me your clit. It was creepy and disturbing. I had to stop listening as well. What do you? When he had Trish on. Later, when you were having a live sex celebration where you turned on as I was. <laughs> I had the biggest boner when you were doing that. I saw your nipple. Everyone else did, too. It was on the monitor. I was like, look at that. But King, we got to pause that nipple. Yes. The funniest thing, like I swear, JR fucking in a porno would be the funniest fucking shit ever. The Every time he reaches climax, boomer sooner. Ugh. Why the oh fuck God. do you want to even see that, Anthony? What the hell's wrong with you? Oh my God! If you think that Hogan, like if you think Hogan said some racist shit in his sex tape, imagine what a Jr. sex tape would be. Oh my God! Oh my God! Pretend you're a slave. Oh, <laughs> where's my whip? Give me my whip. So I tell you that Shelton Benjamin is a great pure athlete. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> he sure the. God damn, he's the gold standard. <laughs> Chocolate titties. He'd have. He made Miss. He made uh, Miss Texas Jackie wear the uh, fucking cowboy hat. <laughs> oh god. 
<laughs> Boy, if Shaheen was here, he'd be going off on them titties right now. Those are the best titties I've seen. <laughs> I gotta say though, like Bruce, uh, Bruce Pritchard's impression of Vince going chocolate titties is fucking golden. If you've never heard it, I like Bruce Pritchard. Uh, the, his impression of Vince is fuck. Uh, the guy also worked with him for years and years and years. Just I could I could imagine Vince just flipping out chocolate titties. Oh. <laughs> that colored girl's got some good titties. Those those worse. Oh, we well, I mean, Vince has used the N word twice on camera already. Oh yeah, Vince is definitely a racist. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. Like I guarantee you that he thinks that our truth is Coco Beware. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Frankie, pal? Oh, <laughs> you mean he's not Coco? What? <laughs> so another way, when he looks at Shelton Benjamin, he he probably looks, he probably envisions Slick on a gas. Cody Atlas, wow, what Slick, are you, you doing, doing pal? You think he thinks Mojo Raleigh is actually fucking draws? Probably. Oh, <laughs> why don't you puke anymore, pal? <laughs> When's the last time you puke? He's Gotta, he's gotta be. Okay, pal, you story, should stop selling that leg injury and start walking, pal. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the story oh, about shit. Vince at a fucking I, my, oh, I, I don't have any Shelton ears. Benjamin Hold on. And, uh, mixed up. Pulled my earphone oh, cord. Okay. Couldn't hear anybody for a second there. Sorry, guys. Oh, All right. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Can we get Conrad Thompson on the show? Sure, I'm on the show right now. How y'all doing? I feel like the answer to this should be obvious, but is that Conrad guy that's on like the Bruce Pitchard podcast? Is he the same dude that was on the Rick Flair podcast? Yes, that's the same yes. guy. Is he like just a money mark or what? I don't know. He's also on um isn't he on three podcasts? He just started a new one actually. Wait a minute, he's on he's on Flair's No, Flair's that, is done. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty- He's on Shivonis. Shivonis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, Mister, Mister, I have a hot tag T-shirt. Yeah, go put it's over some. I gotta say shitty. real quick about Tony Shivani. It was a funny it. gimmick before, but the the shit with Deborah is kind of getting kind of disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys like. It's like an ongoing gimmick of the show that he had a thing for Deborah way back when. Still does apparently. Uh, Man, Nanny's kind of moved on to Medusa, which I don't know why. Uh, she has not aged particularly well. Even though I like ooh. Medusa, but she just hadn't aged particularly well. Yeah, but Medusa still has them heavy fucking hangers that look fucking wonderful. Uh, I'll tell you what, I actually... I, I, you know what? I gotta tell you something. Medusa looks better in person. I saw her at a monster truck show about two years ago. She does not look. Uh, for some reason, her pictures make her look like eight Haggard. years older. Yes, but she looks yeah. good in person. I'll tell you that. I saw. I'm her. I'm not saying she's ugly, but like the like whenever you see her on film or like pictures, like you said, she just looks haggard and weathered. Yeah, well, she's what, I mean, 52 now, I think about 52. Sounds about right. Let's see. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's see what I can figure out about uh, Medusa here. Let's type in Alundra Blaze. That'll probably be the easier name to get her known by. Wait a minute, where was I? Okay, D-R-A. Blaze, there we go. Let's see, it'll bring up her, and then I'll go from there. She's uh, 53. 53. Yep. 
That's what I got. Fifty-three years old, nineteen sixty-four. Yeah, so still looks fucking right. pretty good. I mean, you look up some of these. You type her name in. She's still. I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating fucking toast in the middle of the night. No, no, I wouldn't kick her out of bed. I'd. Uh... I wouldn't say no, Anthony. You think you really think you would? Uh, like I said, I'm not saying she. Maybe I would have to see her in person, but like whenever I see her on film, she just always looks weathered and half hat. But then again, I'm the ivory guy, so the fuck do I know? Yeah, I mean, you know, and then yeah, well, man, Tony Schiavone had a thing for Deborah. And I'll be, I'll be honest, like WCW did did, did themselves a disservice because obviously the puppies is what she's known for. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck were they doing, putting her in them damn evening gowns and covering that shit up? <laughs> I would, because like now, because like they Bischoff, a... Bischoff must not have liked her. And you know what? I even like Bischoff's podcast too. By the way, his podcast is good. I like it. Bischoff like is it. always entertaining. I haven't heard his podcast, but just in general, Big Bischoff is always entertaining to listen to interviews yeah. and whatever he's on. Yeah, and he's good too. He every now and then he goes off on his co-host for getting uh, rumors from like Meltzer and shit. But I'll tell you what, what what I've noticed from, and I know we're kind of on a wrestling thing, but who gives a shit? Um, what I've noticed from Shavoni, um, Pritchard, and Bischoff is that Dave Meltzer was feeding us so many lies back then. And he probably still is, because a lot of the stuff Meltzer was writing, these guys call bullshit on a lot. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is he can get away with it, because he's just giving unidentified sources. Well, I mean, because let's think about it. says. Yeah, and, and, at, and at the time, we didn't have the, you know, the internets, so we couldn't go research this stuff and look to see if he was bullshitting or see if there was anything deeper to the fucking situation. You just had to take Belcher's word for it back in the Observer. And the truth is somewhere in the middle. Like I, I look at it like this. Like obviously back in the day, especially with Vince and them, he used to have like a one-on-one relationship with Vince. That went out the window with the uh, sex scandal when they had the little face-off on Donahue. Right. Like when, when like they, well, I don't know. Was that around the time when Dave Meltzer became like the unofficial outside wrestling guy? That any time like E or somebody needed an interview with somebody, they would always call fucking Dave Meltzer. Yes, that's that's pretty much that Donahue time was pretty much Dave Meltzer's uh, heyday, I guess you could call it. The mullet. (laughs) Oh, that mullet. Where would you rank his mullet real quick? Oh, right up there with fucking uh, Sparky Plug. (laughs) But can we all agree that Kevin Nash had the smoothest mullet? Mullet. He had the best one of them all. He had the grease back look when he was Diesel early on. No, 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 no. And I, I hate to go completely off. We're going to have to go off of wrestling for the best mullet and go directly to Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> the Brian best. Bosworth. Brian Bosworth had a oh, great boy. fucking mullet. Yeah. If you remember, he he actually did a movie called Stone Cold where that mullet was yeah, prom- prominent. I like that movie, by the See, way. Brian Bosworth actually was a low-key genius because he had, like, there were some T-shirts out that were, like, Boz sucks or, like, fuck the Boz. And, like, 
a bunch of people bought him, and he was the one that was making them. So like he profited <laughs> off like before dude, the dude. John Cena sucks T-shirts came yeah, out. Yeah, was the originator. You got to remember, Bosworth was on the Chicago team at the time. No, that... no, 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 no. He was never on the Bears. No, he was on the well, Seahawks. Ah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But football at the time was so blowing up with the, uh, you know, the, the the Bears shuffle and shit like that. Yeah, Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah, the Super Bowl shuffle and that shit like that. That's why Bosworth just suddenly blew up. But I like that Stone Cold you know, movie, man. Also, another another reason he blew up is he was he was positioned to be the white Mister T. Mm-hmm. You know, one hundred percent. That's what he was being pretty much pushed as without without just blatantly coming out and saying it that's yep. what and you know what i have never even thought of that but the fact right when you said it i immediately connected the two you are 100 percent right bobby yeah. yeah absolutely fucking right and i never connected the two but that's exactly what he was he just didn't have the fucking craziness i mean people have we've heard stories mr t was hard to control I mean, even Hulk Hogan said, you know, Mr. T will be great and, you know, mania, but I hope we can control him. You know, the Listen, guys, are, he's a recluse, you know, and, but yeah, <laughs> B-Meg is bringing up the Wrestle Rock Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically enough, the Russell, you bring up the Wrestle Rock Rumble, the whitest guy in that whole video, Nick Bockwinkle was the only one that stayed on beat. Bockwinkle no, no, no. was the best. Nick, Nick Bockwinkle. No, Larry Zabisco was on beat. Zabisco and... was good, but Bockwinkle was the best part of that video. <laughs> Out of everybody, in terms of like what rap is supposed to be, Nick Bockwinkle yeah. of all people was the best. I miss, yeah. I miss the now, I miss the days of the novelty rap song. Like y'all remember, Ron Jeremy had Freak of the Week, and like if you think about it, Ron Jeremy kind of embodies everything that rap music is about. <laughs> like all rap music, like a lot of rappers are just all about just bragging about all the bitches they fucked. Yeah, like Ron Jeremy is just certified. Like you know, he's not lying to you. You know that's authentic. Oh, Ron <laughs> Jeremy is the original certified G and bona fide stud. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Uh-huh. How you doing? Yes. I still can't believe that he, the, the the Enzo stole a line from Joey from Friends, and people haven't fucking noticed it yet. Oh shit, he did, didn't I can't he? Believe that Ron Jeremy <laughs> fucked Crystal's mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut for y'all. That's an inside video. one there. That's an inside one there. But uh... <laughs> she was so mad. I fucking uh, hate Ron Jeremy, guys. Why did she tell us that? I still don't know. <laughs> she doesn't know when to shut up. All right, this is getting way inside now. Oh, but uh, I can't stop laughing, though. It's so great. It's so great. I still like, don't know why she told us that. She told a, a chat room full of guys, my mom fucked Ron Jeremy, and I hate the man for it. Like, why would she think that any of us would sympathize with her? Most basic <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, yes. we're going to take Ron Jeremy's Ron Jeremy's a man. I'm sorry. If you're a woman... Outside of the porn industry, and you woke up with uh, Ryan Jeremy's dick inside of you, you made poor life choices. The fucking hedgehog of porn. I mean, but... I don't know, though. I, I will say, because, like, at least you know he's going to be good. 
like, I mean, you have women that are, like, sleeping with random people. Like, you have women that are fucking blowing Vince Neal's ugly ass. So it's like, yeah, you might as well. Like, if you're going to fuck some random celebrity, you might as well make sure that he knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Vince Neal was in the Adventures of Fort Fairlane. I mean, give the guy some fucking acting chops here. And, you and have look, uncanny ability to bring it back to movies. You are so, like, we are really just having a head-to-head face-off here. I'm, I'm trying good. to show as off-topic as human beings. And I, br- I, 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 I try to keep us in line with the topic. You see how I do that? Like, see this how is I do- a real battle of good and evil shit. Like That's- you're doing a great job. <laughs> Look, well, let me let me let me ask you something real quick. You know, fucking six beers <laughs> in, still pro. Jesus right. Christ! I'm like, right, right, let me ask you guys something. A serious question. This is an old school question. Okay. Had it not been for the unfortunate circumstance of him catching a TNA, do you think? John Holmes would have had a higher body count than Ryan Jeremy on film. Because apparently, like, if you talk to any chick around that time period, they said they legit think he had, like, the biggest uh, biggest dick they ever saw on yeah. camp- in history of porn. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's pretty much been documented. I mean, at some point, though, like, I don't want to sound insecure, but, like, at some point, though, like, having a ridiculously big dick just, like, it, it defeats the purpose. Yeah. And let's be honest here, Ron Jeremy's dick is big enough the man can fucking blow himself. He can come on countdown. Like, he yeah. can count down to when he comes. Like, that is the most impressive shit ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Ron Jeremy just, he always had the, and I would say before, I don't know. I mean, I mean the first main porn star name I remember knowing of a guy was Ron Jeremy. Is Ron Jeremy the Dusty Rhodes of porn? Oh, <laughs> thick, baby. Let me tell you something. I fucked that girl so good. Her pussy was better than sunshine. That's a pretty bad I my bicycle. <laughs> let me tell you something, baby. That girl could fuck all night. <laughs> and when she did, she was funkier than a monkey. It was, it was hard times. Let me tell you about hard times, baby. Going out on the road, and next thing you know, you're with a wet, and she comes up to you, and and she passes out because she's so fucked up. That's hard times when you can't even fuck her. You're doing too many thumbers, and you have to do scotch shows with your finger in your butthole. You can't even give you can't even give the dusty to her. <laughs> She doesn't even know what it's all about. When she can't come, you go down on some pork and beans. <laughs> you ever had a girl? <laughs> did you ever have her stuck in your dick? And next thing you know, she she pukes up the lobster you bought for her two hours earlier. <laughs> That's hard times. That's hard times, baby. None of y'all know what hard times is. <laughs> Did you ever see Ricky Morton's dick? I have <laughs> hard times, baby. What up? Uh, hey, hey, Dust. Hey, Dream. Can I ask you something? Have you ever seen Dirty Dick? <laughs> Dirty Dicky Murdochs. <laughs> no, but one time I saw Robert Gibson fucking a girl and looking at the stars, and I couldn't tell which one he was more interested in <laughs> because I couldn't see where he was looking. I said, Robert, what's he looking at? He said. Who are you? 
<laughs> when did you get here? No, no, and no. The, no, the question is, how long did it take Robert Gibson to find a hole? I'm not. I, I'm not even sure he ever did. <laughs> like, how long did he? How long did it take him to realize? But let me tell you something, baby. The dream, being the son of a plumber, he knew where the hole was because it was like a toilet, right in the middle between the lines. Let me tell you, the son of a plumber knew how to lay pipe. Daddy. He could lay pipe. I could lay pipe. I could. I could do more with pipe than any man. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm more blacker downstairs than Coco Beware ever was, or could be. Cause I'm the dream, and I'm dreaming, baby. Virgil and Coco Beware, jealous daddy. All right, Who I think that's enough. Scorpio wishes he was me. All right, that's enough, Dusty. <laughs> that's that enough. Dusty. Cody Rhodes is going to be fucking. Cody Rhodes is going to be complaining about this show. Right. <laughs> He's going to be boycotting your podcast. God damn it! Y'all said you didn't even mention Starcade. <laughs> My God, what a fucking mark! I mean, let's be real. Like when when fucking Alberto Del Rio was in the Indies, he like, actually looked like a fucking star. And Cody Rhodes is in the Indies. Like, oh God, I'm, guys, I'm so glad to be here. I have a PWG on my on my ring trunks. Oh, Get the fuck out of here, you fucking Mark. Like, don't insult the fans when you're one of them. You fucking <laughs> nobody. <sighs> well, I think on that note, guys. <laughs> On that positive note. <laughs> On that positive note, baby, I think we should go ahead and end this show. What y'all think? Get to the pay. Yeah, we have to pay one the baby. There you go, baby. I think we should end this show right now when the dream tells us to. It's late. It's time to go dream anyway, isn't it, boys? Time to go to the pay window, daddy. Time to go to that pay window called the bed. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hell, this has been a fucking. I mean, we we had a bunch more movies to talk about that we had written down here, but um, I think the show well, was good enough. Yes, we'll save those for part two of this. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I appreciate uh, appreciate you, Smark and Bobby, for coming on with me and Anthony here. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. No Always. problem, guys. And uh, I got a feeling we're going to continue more of this conversation afterwards. But God damn right. Yeah, damn right. I got. I think I have another couple beers left in there. And uh, on that note, don't forget to catch me and Anthony. We will be. Oh, we forgot son-in-law. B Megs. I promise, son-in-law. Maybe we'll do that next week. How's that? Yes. Maybe right. we'll do son-in-law next week for B Megs in the chat. That's what we can do. How about that? Uh, don't forget to catch me and Anthony. We'll be back here next Saturday. I think we're going to be doing son-in-law right here on Mixler.com slash THD podcast. Check out me and Shaheen right here. Same place. Mixler.com slash THD podcast. And uh, we'll be here Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget to check out Jay, Cat, Morris, and Shaheen. They'll be here sometime tomorrow night. Uh, don't worry about that, uh, pay-per-view. Listen to Jay and Shaheen. And, uh, again, thanks, Anthony, for hanging, as usual. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you, Smark. And we will catch y'all next motherfucking week.
Dweem says good night, y'all. Y'all take it easy, baby. Who yeah. Good night, babies. Now go home and get your fucking shine box.